like you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks. My dark passenger. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flying, miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi everyone, welcome back to Talking Geek, a podcast talking about all things geeky. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And what are we talking about this time? We are doing our 2020 in review. So yeah, 2020 year in review. We actually did this in 2019. Well, it was it was 2020 when we did the 19 review, and mm-hmm. now we're in the beginning of 2021, and we'll do our 2020 review. So we'll talk about I last year we talked about movies that we saw in 2020, TV that we watched, com- mm-hmm. comics, books we read, video games, music. So, All of the above. so should we start with movies? Yeah, that's that's my longest of the lists. Yeah, me, so t- me too. I think it always um, is. Although I kind of want to blow through some of them, like um, um, some they're just I, I there's some that I watched. There's like not a ton to talk about. Sure. Plus, we talked about um, some of the movies on this list are Oscar movies from last year that we already mm-hmm. did a whole episode on. Yeah, earlier. I actually didn't list any of them on on my list here. I didn't list any of them independently. I just wrote the Oscar movies. Yeah, I we talked about them. I listed them, but um. Well, we can blow through those pretty quick. So, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I mean, I this is a weird year, right? It was COVID year, and so the blockbusters didn't come to the theater. And when I reflect on my list, that's that's reflecting here. There's there's a lot less movies that we saw in the theater, and we do like to watch movies at home. But often, if we have Friday night movie night with the family, they're rewatching movies we've already seen. So. That being said, I still feel like I saw a decent, watched a decent number of movies this year that I hadn't previously seen, whether new or otherwise. So, you know, I think as far as standouts go, I'm Oh, you didn't put, like, (laughs) I didn't put anything I rewatched. Like, you only put new stuff on your list, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because you said new or otherwise, and I was like, well, I... Well, there actually is one one set of rewatch that I did call out because I wanted to mention it, and that was, we rewatched the American Pie movies, which I hadn't seen in years. Um, and so it's just worth, worth mentioning that I really, I'm, I'm happy we went back and rewatched those, but so am I, am I reading my list? What am I doing here? However you want to, like, however you want to do it, um, sure. however you, like, you know, you could say I watch this or if you want to, um, stop and talk about a, a movie, uh, go ahead. Sure. So I didn't really put mine in order of when I watched them. It was just kind of in order of when I thought about them. Mm-hmm. So most recently Wonder Woman 1984 or actually WW 1984 came out and maybe we should go more in depth in that one in, in whether in this episode or a different one. Cause that's one that I think we could talk about at least a little bit. We could, although yeah, we could go more in depth. I have a lot of criticisms of the movie. I mean, it was, I enjoyed watching it, but a lot of the criticisms sort of line up with what I, I guess I've seen in the media. So I don't know yeah. if I necessarily have to rehash it. The, the whole, I think the whole plot with, and also We'll try to remain fairly spoiler free, but I mm-hmm. think the yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Wonder Woman. It, it was pretty, a pretty big letdown c- yeah. compared to the first movie. I didn't think it was as good as the first one, and I don't mind that we were 
unable to see it in the theater when it when it was released. I, w- I would have liked to have seen it in the there theater. There just wasn't enough action for me anyway. So that's it, true. Would it have been better in the theater? It, yes. It but. didn't have as much. It, it could have used some more action. That's that's for sure. Yep. So we saw both Onward and Soul this year. Onward, we we were able to see in the theater actually, and then Soul mm-hmm. we we watched at home. Yeah, that's what I was going to list. I was going. I was just looking at my, at my list here. So I have thirty two movies listed. That mm-hmm. I, and um, I think only four saw in the theater. Um, so that's that's pretty bad. I mean, this is it's a, two more than me because I have I have Sonic the Hedgehog and Onward. What are what are your other two that you saw in the theater? Oh, I saw Bad Boys for Life in the theater. Oh yeah, that's right. And I saw um, Tenet in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, beyond you, seen in the theater. Yep. Um, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog was the uh, the last movie that I saw in the theater, which will be no, going I, on I a think year. It was, no, it was Onward. March? Was it Onward? We okay. saw we saw Onward was the last one. Like, Onward, that was Onward. literally the they week. were close then. It was like I I think stuff shut down later that week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Onward would have been the last. Like I, I don't remember the release dates for them. Just I yep. remember we saw Onward and then pretty much everything shut down like yep. within that week. Like we saw, I'm sure we saw it on the week on a weekend. With the kids, and then I think it was during that following week that everything yep. shut down. So, um, getting back to my list, we already mentioned all of the 2020 best <clears throat> pictures, with the exception of I 2019 believe, or 2019, yeah. With the exception of I think Little Women, we didn't watch that one, but I think we watched everything else. Yeah, but do you want to list what they were? I didn't write out what the list was, so you'd have to go ahead. Oh, and okay. Read them off. Yeah, we have we we did a whole Oscar episode, so. Um, we have, we did all of our in depth thoughts on those movies then, but so Jojo Rabbit that was an excellent movie. Yeah. Um, Jojo Rabbit, um, Ford v Ferrari, eh, only okay. Um, Marriage Story, and The Irishman. I think that was it. 1917. Oh, 1917. Yeah, that's on my list here also. And the one that actually won Best Picture, Parasite. Oh, I didn't have that. I forgot to write that one down. So I guess I would have saw 33 movies this year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, new movies. I mean, I rewatched a ton of movies also. So I'm I'm happy we did that, and I want to do it again this year. And and the Oscars are actually normally they're in February. They're delayed until April, and submissions can go for movies released all the way until February. I so it's going to be a completely different timetable now. Similar to Little Women, though, I have no idea like what is in contention like. Is the reason I said similar to Little Women is I mm-hmm. have to be interested. Like all the movies that sure. we watched, I was interested in. So I don't know what the Oscars even. Well, you weren't really interested in Jojo Rabbit. I kind of convinced you to go on that road. But I knew and... it was tight. Ty- it was. It got a fantastic review. Well, it's World War II. And I'm not a World War II guy, but yeah. I knew it was Taika Waititi, and I knew it was like sort of farcical. And so, um, so we'll see. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not like. There has to be like stuff to see because I think that sure. I think the previous year so would have been like twenty eighteen movies. Yep. There was not nearly as much. I think that was the which year we just watched Whiplash. Well, was that, that was that was from twenty fourteen. Oh, was it? Was it that long ago? Yeah. Holy cow! Because okay. I listened to the slash film um, review of it, and their review was from twenty fourteen. Yeah. So I, I don't want to force myself to watch a movie that I'm not interested in, at least remotely. But I, I think I have to be actively like disengaged. Like, oh, I don't like that. If I'm at least. Eh, to mediocre, and mm-hmm. it's it's listed as being really good. I would like to watch it. I think that's where I stand. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I, I guess what I was saying is this sort of waxes and wanes over the years. Because sure. like, we didn't watch very many of the twenty eighteen um, best picture nominees. Like that yeah. was the year they had like the three billboards um, uh, outside of whatever whatever that was, and there was a bunch yeah. of others. Roma 
from the Netflix movie. Yeah, I didn't see we didn't that. watch that either. There I was, was mildly intrigued by that though. I should go back and, and catch up on it's that. It's on one. Netflix. I know. All right. Um, so we've already also talked about Halloween movies, and so we watched Midsummer, The Witch. The Witch. Which, well, it's spelled with a V, kind of, depending not, no, on what not. outlet you look at. It's not. I don't think so. And um, the, the newest... The Witch. The newest Blair Witch movie. Um, that was we, last year. Was that last year? Yeah, that was in this year. Oh, well, we watched at least Midsommar and The Witch. Yeah, I actually... I want to stop for a second, because um, those movies are both excellent. I think The Witch is, for me, and so I'm, I'm only speaking for myself... You and I didn't talk a ton about it, although I know you weren't as high on the witch as I was. I thought the witch, the tone of the witch was really creepy. Like that is when I could watch it. I would watch again because it like put the creeps in me. Like it worked in the way that you know, um, like the first paranormal activity did. Like yeah. I think, I think the director it didn't work for me. The director, I forget his name. He's somebody who's like getting a lot of acclaim, and he's he has, he has another movie with um. William Defoe and uh, I think Robert Pattinson called The Lighthouse, which I should watch. I, I forget this director's name, but he, like the movie is, the, the tone of the movie of The Witch is, and oh, by the way, um, some of these movies, uh, um, a lot of them didn't have to come out in this year. It's just we watched them for the first time sure, this year. Sure, yeah. Because I think The Witch came New out. to us. I think but... The Witch is 2018. Um I think that and Midsommar is even older. No, no, it's newer. That? that one, I think, came out... To, I think that was 2019. Hmm. Maybe twenty, maybe 2018. Maybe they were the same year, The Witch and... Um, I think they might have been the same year, because now that I'm thinking about it, I think... Uh, so I think those movies are both excellent. Um, they really have tones that... Like, they're not slasher films. They're... I mean, they're slow. I mean, The Witch is quite slow. Super that was slow. that was your issue with it. Well, that and like, so it's clear that re- religious related, um, like supernatural religious related activities are just they're scarier to you than they are to me, or they're creepier to you. And so that movie just tonality like was was creepier to you than it was to me. And I, I I'm I, more scared by slasher. I movies. guess one thing I want to say is I guess they're not creepier to me. Well, they are creepier to me, but they're creepier to me because if I was in that world, a world where witches and demons or like paranormal, paranormal activity, like in that world, I think that would be terrifying, more terrifying than a person who, um, like a slasher where, or, um, somebody who's goes on a killing spree, but who's a, who's a human. So I guess if I were to sum up why things that are religious, cause I'm not religious. I, yeah. I, yeah. I guess I, I still and disagree so I, I, because Michael Myers, who you just can't seem to die is he's supernatural for sure. And, but not in a religious way. No, no, but I don't still find a slash. I, I don't find those. I find those more exhilarating, sort of fun to watch. Like I don't find those movies really scary necessarily. Like those, the the reason that I white like enjoy movies such as Halloween, and the reason why I, I enjoyed The Witch, are very different, vastly different. Now that's actually not true. Like that's me as an adult. As a kid, um, the Halloween movies would be kind of scary, like the slasher flicks with Freddy Krueger. But I don't think those movies those movies are sort of more thrills. I think in their in the sense of like I don't think they're quite as I don't think they're scary I think it just sometimes it, it's... I I find them kind of scary oh, okay so okay. um getting getting back to the movie so mid Midsommar was directed by a guy named um, Ari Aster or Aster yes. Aster Ari Aster Ari Aster yeah. and and I'm not sure what other movie you're thinking of but Hereditary I think is his other kind of bigger hit but there's no, no I, I, I was oh, talking about Midsommar I was oh, talking about the, the witch. witch got it um he is um. 
Uh, although her, her, her hereditary is supposed to be excellent. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, and then the Roger wi- Eggers. Um, and then he has a movie called The Lighthouse with William Defoe. Um, that's supposed to be mm-hmm. really, really good. But I guess I was just saying I don't think religion, like in real life. The story of somebody, um, like I know the neighbors, or, or what's it called, like um, the what's the strangers. the str- strangers, like those types of movies are scare you, and they don't quite scare me as much just because. Well, I find them to be creepier. Like they they will um, make the hair on my arm stand up more. Like yes, I, I there is a difference between like the physical reaction I mm-hmm. think for thrills versus being um, kind of creeped out. And, and slasher movies can do one or the other, but they're more likely, I think, to, to creep me out than, uh, well, The Omen is high up there. I mean, that one's, I think, scary all around, but then, like, The Witch, for example. So, if we go back to the list, since we're talking about Halloween movies. Well, we, well, we didn't get, I didn't give any, like, so I'll just talk about my thoughts for your sure. movies when you, so Midsommar is um, really interesting because it's a, it's a movie that can make the hair stand up on your on on your arms or whatever but the interesting thing about that one is it's all it's a movie that is like a scary movie or whatever but it's Mm -hmm. it's set completely during the day it is a completely sunlight yeah and you know usually you associate movies that are scary or it's the longest of slow burns too because for a while you're like why is this a scary movie what what is something just doesn't quite you know things just seem a little off or a little awkward for quite some time and i guess it's yeah, it, and it is a scary movie, but it's almost more of a thriller, a slow burn thriller in the sort of the same way that The Strangers, I guess, is not like a horror movie. It's like a sort of a thriller, I guess I'd say. Well, I don't know. I'm not using those terms correctly, but it's, it's, um, it, it has a, um, like, like, it, it crescendos. So it starts off very natural and then mm-hmm. it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds very slowly. And then all of a sudden it's like exponential growth. But the cults, and not going to spoilers too much, but like just the uh, the I, I think it was set in Sweden, and this like um, secluded Swedish cult is really creepy. Yeah, but it, it doesn't look like it on face value. Like you could go there and see these people and think nothing of nothing of it. Well, I kind of it's just a cult. I, I kind of think it's cre- creepy, and well, I think cults are sort of like a community where everybody's dressed the same. Like that would creep me out. I think right away. Sure. In real life, like you, you don't think you'd be creeped out? Like, well, if you would... I, I guess I would just associate it with that's cult. <laughs> well, cult <laughs> as are, long as they're not trying to get me are, to join. Like, cults are creepy, though. They can be. Um, Leprechaun. I didn't remember if we watched two or three. Oh, I, oh, I guess that, I forgot that, to put that on my list a, too. Uh, well, a March yeah, St. We, Patrick's well, Day. We always thing. watch the well the last two or three years because we've never even seen any of that Le- Leprechaun movies. We watched. Um, I believe we watched Leprechaun two this year. Yeah, and so I forgot to put that movie on my list. Also, okay. So some other movies that I'm probably that I'm just going to skip through and not really talk about. Wine Country is just a comedy on uh, Netflix that's about ladies drinking wine. It's funny. Spirited Away, a Miyazaki animated movie that's been on our list for a long time and. It's weird, but I liked it. Yeah, I I quite liked it too. It is very weird. I've never seen a a studio Ghibli movie, um, and it's interesting. Like that studio gets like talked about. Like normally you can't like um, list the who who like made it animated. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know Disney. You know if Disney, Disney makes Pixar, a, but um, DreamWorks. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. I guess you do know the names of a lot of animated, but. Um, I'd never seen 
I mean, I'm not an anime fan in general. Um, I mean, there's those things here or there that I'll that we like, but you hear such good things about Studio Ghibli movies, and so we finally watched that yeah. uh, with the kids, and it was it's a good movie. It is. We watched Witches, which apparently is like a big oh I forgot about a that classic movie too. Halloween movie, and I've never I had never about, seen it. So yeah, I had it was on my radar when I like I would see it like when you, when you go to like the rental stores and the um. Yeah. Well, as you're a kid, because like it came out like we were, it came out in like what? Like I 90, had never even heard of it. Ninety two. Yeah, I, I think it came out ninety two. It's been a long time. So Scooby Doo and Kiss. I'd never seen that. Oh, we animated. Yeah, I've seen that. DC Lego Shazam, Trolls World Tour, which we saw at the drive-in. So those are like just throw you know movies we saw, but who cares? And then um, Richard Jewell. I yeah. quite liked that. You know what I realized um, when I was reading some stuff about uh, Cobra Kai because we just watched Cobra Kai season three. Oh, I forgot that. I'm the guy who played Richard Jewell is the guy who um, is like the old guy, like the older like karate student Stingray. Like he would, he had like the he actually wasn't in season three, but he's like the guy who has like the goatee that's like. Oh uh, my gosh! Yeah, you're right. It's and the same. It's the, the same guy like, from Richard Jewell. And you're like he's too old to be. A part of this, yeah, um, and then he ends up getting like a job at the uh, school, that's and he's right. there he's during a security the big fight. Yeah, um, that's the same guy who played Richard Jewell, which is interesting. It I is. didn't realize that. No, I didn't either. I when I look through my list of of movies that I've watched, that's actually quite high on my list. That I and I didn't really come to think about it until I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, that was. I really liked that movie quite a bit. Um, we watched Whiplash, like we mentioned, The Sound of Metal. Which, well, hold on, you blew by Whiplash, like. That movie um, we we just watched on New Year's Eve, and I'm not as high as I think it won. I think um, I think uh, what's his face, J.K. Simmons won the mm-hmm. Oscar for that movie, which his role was excellent. Yeah, the acting in it was great. But his, the, you just don't like his character. I don't like his character, and I think that ruins the movie for me. Like I, I think it's still a fantastic movie, but it's not a movie I'd revisit. It's not a feel good movie. Ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Um, I mean, and and it deserves that. The accolade, just I think J.K. Simmons' character is so unlikable that it sort of I wouldn't say ruins the movie because the movie is still excellent. Like I think it deserves that ninety four percent, but it's not a movie for me. It's not a movie I'll probably revisit, even though it's a fantastic movie. The thing is, a good portion of the way through the movie, at least half, if not three quarters of the way, he's unlikable, but he's redeemable because nah, you don't quite. really know his motivations. Well, yeah, that's true. Until about, towards the end, and then you're like, oh yeah, he really is a douche. About a third of the way through a quarter, a third of the way through the half of the way through the movie, you know, you and I pause it for like a brief second, and mm-hmm. I would, and I, and I, ex, I remember I'm explicitly telling you, I'm like, I don't know if Jake, if his character is supposed to just be um, an asshole, or if he's, and that's all he is, or if he's actually like. Um, you know, of a, a good mentor with a pretty extreme tactics for bringing the best out of his students. I think that, I mean, I think that is true, but I just find his character so unlikable, especially like if he, if he did not, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but if he did not have his, um, I think it all hinges on the, his vindictive, um, actions at the end to sort yeah, of ruin it, him it does if I he think. didn't do that then i think the movie would be redeemed for me and i'd be and i'd praise it and say oh i you know this movie i watch again i'll watch again but his, his character is just so unlikable that i probably won't revisit it even though i think it deserves that 94 percent and more probably i know? love the drumming like i'm i'm a drummer i'm i am mm-hmm. nowhere close to as good as as miles teller was mm-hmm. you know in this but yeah i really enjoyed it so 
it it was originally supposed to compete for best original screenplay so not best motion picture but best original screenplay and then they moved it and instead had it in the best adapted screenplay category yeah, J.K. Simmons that he he won for best supporting actor. That's what I thought. I yeah. thought I remember hearing J.K. Simmons. And then, I, I don't remember hearing anything about Miles Teller. But. It also no, I don't see him listed. It also won for uh, best film editing and best sound mixing. That, that's but it's one of those movies. But where J.K. I, Simmons is amazing. I think well. it. I think it deserves that ninety four percent. But at the end of the day, I don't think I'm a very big. I don't think I'm a fan of it. Okay, I could see myself watching it again. I think I could. Um, so I didn't dislike it like you did. Oh, oh, and actually, then and then I mentioned the Sound of Metal, another drumming movie, but a very very different type type of drumming movie, and that story really drew me in. I liked it quite a bit. I found myself really wanting to know what was going to happen to the main character and and his his girlfriend. And I don't want to give away too much, but I want to you know recommend that people. Yeah. It's on Amazon watch that. Prime streaming right now, so if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it. Um. And it's you say it's a drumming movie, and it has less drumming than it's I not, thought. It's not. It's about a, uh, a it, man dealing with hearing we, loss. We watched it again. We, we we watched it on New Year's Eve, the same night we watched Whiplash. We were gonna make it like a drumming. Yeah. A drumming. There's actually night. not much drumming at all. And there's it's not it's it's more of a story about um, learning to deal with a disability and learning to accept it and and yeah. um and but it's 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 an excellent movie it's like an wanting, excellent movie. wanting to change who you are versus accept who you are and how to adapt and i don't there's think a good was, message in there i don't think it was quite as good as i was expecting but my expectations were super high because uh, i had been hearing lots of good i was like it's gonna be yeah. and i'm it's gonna be like one of the you know uh i think it is still probably i wouldn't i think from what i've been seeing i won't be surprised if mm-hmm. it's in the oscar contention if i compare it to some of the oscar Oscar-nominated movies we watched last year, it beat the Iron the Irishman for me and, and some of the others that we watched. Just well, I just guess in terms of storytelling and well, that's true. But I guess I don't. The I guess what I would say is I don't know if like the Irishman even deserved to be an Oscar-nominated um, film, but it was. So. Um, but yeah, Sound of Music or the, um, Sound of Metal was excellent, but it fell a little short. But that was, I think, just due to my own expectations. It's an excellent movie. I, I would, didn't have those expectations. I'd probably give it in. like an eighty-five percent, but I mean, I was expecting like a ninety-five, like ninety-seven mm-hmm. percent. I know. think I'm at ninety. So, and we didn't talk about Richard Jewell. Did you? Yeah, we did. Did you enjoy it? Like, you, oh, um, I, I mentioned it, but we I didn't feel like really we talk did about talk about it on the podcast. Did we okay. not? Well, we can no, 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 no. Like a previous, like was was that an Oscar-nominated movie that we talked about during the Oscar podcast? Like, I have it's we, possible. I think we might have covered it on the show before, yeah, but it's possible. Yeah, I thought it was an excellent movie. That's probably um, the best movie that I would, the best movie that I like. If I was to say, you know, mm-hmm. of the movies that I saw, what what movie do I think would probably win Best Picture? I think Richard Jewell would be on my list. So I have two others that I haven't listed yet. One is Mank, which I know you'll have thoughts about, and then the other is Mulan. Not much. So, which would you prefer to talk about, Mank or Mulan? Mank, I don't. I wasn't that big of a fan. Um, it fell flat. It, it fell flat for me. Although the soundtrack is excellent, like, and I wasn't expecting it to be because, well, before the movie came out, I wasn't sure because it was Trent Reznor and Atticus mm-hmm. Ross. Uh, I'm huge fans, and the, um, I, I I knew it was going to be a little bit different. Like, like, uh, um, you know, you wouldn't even know it was them if you didn't know that. Like, like if you didn't know it was them. Um, and you didn't see the credits, and so I'm going to talk more, more about the music than the film itself. Like the film, I wasn't; it, it didn't do anything for me really. Um, but no, the, I'm actually glad we went back and rewatched Citizen Kane 
because that just reinforced, you know, that's, that's a great movie. Yeah. But I agree it's with you. Way Mank better was than Mank. <laughs> I agree. Um, and so the soundtrack I had already purchased before watching the movie. And then we watched the movie and it had me down on even listening to the soundtrack. Well, and part of it too was the soundtrack's over three hours long. And so I'm like, Oh, I wasn't even that big of a fan of the movie. Uh, so, but then I, I listened to the soundtrack and the soundtrack is excellent. And I, a lot of that music didn't quite come through mm-hmm. um, just cause you're focused on the story when you're watching it. In the background, and, and right? The, uh, the soundtrack of that movie is something that I'll revisit um, again and again, but yep. I'll probably never watch that movie um, well, not probably. I'll never watch that movie. No, I wouldn't either. And then <laughs> lastly is Mulan. So originally it was scheduled to come out last year. Well, in it was come out. It was supposed no, to come out. No, I in, think it was supposed to. It was supposed to come out this year. Ref- well, in twenty twenty, it was supposed to come out. Or oh yeah. Well, we're talking but, about twenty twenty. It, it was supposed to have like a full scale release in in August. Then it got pushed to to November. And then was it? That, I thought it was even earlier than that. I thought it was like uh, May or I thought I think like March. I think it had an early date. Yeah, it was um, it was March and then pushed to August and then. Um, came out on Disney Plus, and Disney tried to do a watch for thirty dollars, mm-hmm. which we paid. But yeah. I, I don't think that that model actually ended up working out too well for them. I think which is surprising. I would, I, it's got to be tough for movie theaters to know what to do because it's you you're you're banking on new people signing up to watch that movie if you don't charge them extra because yeah. the people who already are getting it they didn't they're not helping. To recoup the cost it's, of the pr- of producing yeah, the movie, it's what HBO is doing. What do you mean with WW nineteen eighty four? I mean that's oh yeah. It's, same. I mean it's it's co released in theaters too, but yeah, that's for true. all those of us who who aren't going to the movies right now, they're they're still banking on bringing in people. And and you know what, we did well, sign up for a mo- free trial. Movie theaters are open now. Um, yes, I would have gone in Michigan. To... I can't speak to other states. Well, I only ever will speak to about Michigan. <laughs> um, other other. Um, I would have gone to see Wonder Woman 1984 in the theater, but I asked the family if they wanted to watch it too uh, because I would go, but I um, we we wouldn't have the whole family go to the movie theater. Um, although I, we probably could because well, the, in, uh, in our theater, no snacks enough. right now too. It's... Yeah, that's true. The kids probably wouldn't even want to go. Um, <laughs> but since the whole family wanted to watch it, we just decided, well, we'll just watch, we'll we'll just watch it at home. So thoughts on Mulan. I enjoyed it, but that's partially because I have nostalgia and I like the cartoon. But even as a film itself, I, I thought the cinematography was really good. I, I liked the action. I think they did a nice job of adapting the original screenplay. There's a lot of criticism because they cut, you know, Mulan is a musical as a cartoon. And mm-hmm. this is a more much more serious tone. And so they cut those songs. I think they did a great job of having callbacks because they, they still had either someone speaking some of the lyrics or making reference to the lyrics or the score in the background had like homage, it paid homage with, with some of the, um, the tune of the chorus or the melody of the chorus still mm-hmm. incorporated. So I, as a fan, I really liked it. I thought there was enough fan service there, but I, I think critically a lot of people still kind of poo pooed it. So I didn't know that. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I, 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 I thought we actually got a very good reception. I, mean, I didn't it, know that. It, it did, but there's circles of people who are fans of the original cartoon who. Did oh, okay, not, did so not like within that, within that, within oh, okay, within those Disney fans, yeah, the, the Mulan. Oh, okay, yep. I didn't uh, realize that. I thought it was a pretty good movie. It, it, um, it didn't really have like a lasting impression on I me. Mean, like I haven't really thought about it since we've watched it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have. It's not one of those movies. Where it's I would like, like to go back and watch it again. Um, it's not. Um, yeah. It, I would I I like it, but it's not. Um, 
I sort of put it in this in the realm of the uh, the the Lion King remake that we saw. Was, it was, must have been 2019. Um, yeah, that one's not memorable, memorable where for me at all. It was fine. I, did, I had no problems. I didn't really have problems with the Lion King remake. Um, but it, it just was, I watched it and, 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 it, and that was that. Sort of the same with Mulan. I liked it. Um, I actually really, really liked the, um, the like witch character that wasn't, well, wasn't part of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the the witch character, the human version wasn't part of the cartoon. The eagle version was. Yeah. Um, Are you talking about John Favreau's um, Lion King live action? Yeah. The, by the way, there isn't. That's the only live action Lion King there. There is it, right? Yeah. Well, I was for some reason I thought you were thinking about the live action Jungle Book because the live action Lion King. I don't even remember. Yeah, that really wasn't memorable. We saw me. it in the theater. Uh, with the That's kids, right. and um, I, I, I put Mulan sort of the same. I just haven't thought about it since then. But I actually, I think Mulan is better than the live action Lion King. Mm -hmm. But Aladdin better than Mulan. But yeah, I agree. Um, but and both better than Beauty and the Beast. Although I did really like the Beauty and the Beast remake. That one for you is kind of eh. That one was even lower than all these movies. Like I, I would rewatch. I mean, I guess like. Like, if you were like, oh, Danny, let's sit down and, and mm -hmm. watch Mulan. I would watch Mulan. I'd watch The Lion King. I'd watch... Yeah. But the the Beauty and the Beast... But part of that, too, is because I think that... I think Beauty and the Beast is Disney's masterpiece um, of the, like, Renaissance. I think it's better than, um, than Aladdin, and I think it's better than um, The Lion King. I think it's, it's not for me. Just because I think from a pure, like, from a storytelling standpoint, from an animation standpoint, um, Aladdin could have got there if it didn't have, on rewatching it, I've watched it numerous times since we've had kids, and mm -hmm. the, all the, um, it's fun, but it sort of loses, I think, some points in um, bringing in a lot of the, for for me, the um, a lot of the humor from Robin Williams, which I love, it pulls it down though um, yeah. when he is changing into cars and things, or it's an the anachronistic stuff sort of annoys me. And there's sometimes where he like changes and does like impressions of Rodney Dangerfield, and you know like pulling up his pulling up you know his his yeah. tie. When it's the so stuff that the kids just don't under kids won't get those jokes. They're too no, but they're aimed at kids though. Like that's the thing. I think Beauty and the Beast. I they guess miss. That's I don't want to. I don't want to because we're not talking about that. But the, I think the Beauty and the Beast remake is one of the ones that I think suffers the most because I think the source material is the best. Like so the 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 difference between the live action and I think the animation is that 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 gap is huge. The Lion King gap was not as big. The Mulan gap for me wasn't as big. I, the, I disagree. And I think this I think because they're chasing their anime the uh, success of the animation, I think the closer you can get to the animation like where there isn't like a huge difference like in terms of well, the quality in my, in my mind, um, like the closer those two are together, the closer that the live action can get to the animated, I think the better off. And I think that beating the beast just, the, the movie was fine, but the animated film I think is, um, Disney's masterpiece for, yeah, for I disagree. Me. I dis that, that movie is good, but it's, it's not a masterpiece to me. What qualities about that? Don't, don't, work I think you? the story is okay. I mean, it's, 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 a beauty and a beast, I guess. I don't know. I just it it doesn't do it for me. I'd much rather watch the 
Little Mermaid or Aladdin, honestly. I was never a huge fan of Beauty and the Beast. The animation is good. And I guess, and also, I'm, and what, what I'm saying here too is it might not always be my favorite to sit down and watch. Like, Aladdin is probably my personal favorite, just fun <laughs> to watch, but I'm talking, I guess, just, you, you still probably won't agree, but what I'm saying, I guess, just because uh, um, I was like, oh, I don't think my point's coming I understand what you're well, saying. No, I don't I think, just disagree. No, I don't think, because I haven't ex- um, explained it, but just that I think if there was going to be an Oscars of, like if you like like um if for whatever reason disney released all of those you know mm-hmm. disney um um from the little mermaid up through pocahontas like that like yeah. late 80s to uh, mid to late 90s um and like there was like the best animated feature of the of yeah. i think beauty and the beast like i think critics like i think it has that like that like sort of it takes itself very i think beauty and the beast takes itself fairly seriously and I think it would have that like Oscar quality mm, where I, I think the like jokey kittiness of Aladdin doesn't get it there. I agree with you there, but I, I think the Lion King would have it beat. That's the one. Those would be like neck and neck. I'll, I'll concede that. But for me, I think beating the beast still edges it out. But I agree with you that um, the Lion King is number two and it's a really close number two in terms of the quality. I think Lion King is like right there. I could, I could easily go that way too, but I think, mm-hmm. um, I, I I think Beauty and the Beast edges it out, but uh, so what are some more of your thoughts on Mulan? Oh, I just I I think I exhausted all of my thoughts on Mulan, so I I enjoyed it. Um, oh. and that was the the last on my list of movies. Uh, so I have a few more. Um, Tenet, um, saw the theater. I was really looking forward to that movie, and I would say it was a decent letdown. But it's probably a movie that would really benefit from a rewatch. Because it's very um, high concept and it's tough to like follow the storyline um, in in one rewatch, sort of in the way that I, I didn't really have this issue, but I remember a lot of people said that you know Inception takes a lot of viewings to like understand the plot. Um, I think I got Inception. I did pr- probably I, the first. I got it the first time, but I think it is enriched upon future viewings. But I think once you know the dream and a dream and a dream element. It gets better, I think. But I think Tenet is um, similar in that way where I think it would probably get better on rewatches. I don't think it has the characters. Like, um, uh, the lead character, whatever his name is, he's no Leonardo DiCaprio. And you also have, um, you know, in in Inception, which I think this movie kind of thematically is sort of a parallel piece with um, Inception in its high concept ideas. Um, like it has nothing to do with dreams or anything, but, um, no characters are memorable in the sense that like this, I mean, Robert Pattinson's in it and he's okay. I've never really been that big of a fan of his. He's going to be the new Batman. Um, but I can very closely compare it to Inception, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and Inception's got Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Levitt. it's got, um, Ellen Page. I mm-hmm. forget, um, Elliot. The new name now, um, and then it's got um, what's his um, uh, Bane. What's his? Um, oh yeah, uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yep. and it's got characters, and it's got um, Cillian Murphy. Um, I don't know who that is. You know him if you look at him. He's the guy who plays Scarecrow in the Batman movies. He has. Oh, okay, yeah, I know who he is. And it's got it. It, 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 just, it just has people where they're just their performances. I think carry the movie even through a really high concept uh, where you might not get it, the, the storyline the the entire way the first time. But you're it's just riveting to watch some of these actors. I don't think Tenet has the actors who carry the movie um, in in the way that I would. Um, 
in Inception. And uh, so Tenet, it was okay. I, I, I need to rewatch it, though. Um, Soul, you kind of blew by Soul, but I thought Soul was really good. I was good. kind of disappointed in I, it. I thought it was really good, um, but not as good as I was expecting, but re- still really, really excellent. Um, one of the better Pixar films, but it... It's it's um, no inside out. It's no inside out, but like I mean, I think no Pixar movie is. I think in the same way I was just saying, I think Beauty and the Beast is mm-hmm. Disney's masterpiece. I think I think um, Inside Out is Pixar's masterpiece, and Soul didn't get there. But I guess if you're always judging things on like the the best thing the studios ever made, then it's tough. But because because right. I think Soul is is better than Up. I think Soul is better than probably a number of Pixar films and but it's 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 also a movie that's very high concept for a kids movie um yeah I and that was I think get... my biggest complaint I would was that I, I felt like the story was a little convoluted when they're trying to talk about being in the in the mind and well, getting and, into this like mental state well to... and you're getting in the zone yeah it's, it's it's really high concept in the um and and has big ideas in the way that some minor spoilers but like it deals with um you know what's the What's a person's What's a perp, uh, person's purpose? Their spark, you know, um, dealing with getting in how the, souls are created. D- where with, they go? Dealing with getting in the zone, um, and like you, you know, you're you're almost mentally go to a different place. But if you get too far into the zone, like if you get if you're too focused on something, and then you then you like lose yourself and you become a lost soul because like you're in the zone and you're like you know you're in that place that you're like, lost to the thing that and, you're doing. And, well, you've just like lost yourself to this to your thing yep. and it's it's really high concept um and so i guess for, from that standpoint to be able to turn that into a kids movie that's a feat in and of itself but i still think it, it suffered i don't think pixar wants to make i think they are sort of pigeonholed but i think they would i think they i mean i think they're trying to ride the line of like trying to make movies um for adults for adults but are that like that are aimed mm-hmm. at not they're not aimed at kids they're all ages and i think People often, I think, um, confuse or like use all ages and it's an all age movie and, and a kids movie interchangeably. And I think those things are actually very different. They are, yeah. And I guess I, I misspoke when I said no, no, no. kids. Movie, you didn't do it, did you? But, I did. I said it's in a movie for kids. But you're right. It's, oh, it's not. I, I actually didn't even no, take but, note of you doing it. I was just sort of talking. But the just tone in of some Pixar movies is decidedly kid leaning. I oh yeah, like Toy Cars, Story movies. Cars is like that. I think all the Toy Story movies are are um, mm-hmm. uh, kids movies. Yeah, the good that, dinosaur. But that, like... but that appeal to adults. Uh, yeah, good good dinosaur. I, I suppose that movie that movie is a poor Pixar movie. Like that's uh, um. So I thought Soul was really good. Again, it's funny because there was two soundtracks by Trent Reznor and, Al- and Atticus Ross that came out within like out within like two weeks of each other because this was also done by them it was also the the jazz portions were done by john batiste um a renowned jazz player but what's funny is i was um if you listen to the Manx soundtrack they could have done the mm-hmm. the jazz portions too trent reznor he he could have it's just funny that the person who sings closer i want to fuck you like like an animal he's doing pixar <laughs> music uh you just wouldn't think of that like, like he's if, talented if well and and also like i wonder um what new fans he brought in it, and then also what fans he might have alienated by doing that. Or, um, if, like if you were to tell the 1994 Trent Reznor with the downward spiral, um, yeah. like you'd be scoring a Pixar movie or, well, I didn't even know what Pixar I was at the time. I don't feel like any but... fan should be alienated simply because all the old music is still available. I mean, that's, that 
It True, shouldn't but make the people, music that you enjoy people any less. think you're a sellout. Like, there's definitely people who think that Trent Reznor is selling out. Like, he's going, he's going for that Disney money. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I completely disagree. I think, and I think it's a fantastic score. It's better than Mank. It's probably much more difficult for him to actually write that kind of music. It's better than Mank. The Mank score at a quarter of the length too, because it's I think it's like forty some minutes versus. Mm-hmm. Um, although to be fair, I did buy the extended version of the Mank score, which is over three. It's got um I think over eighty minutes of stuff that's not on the regular release. Um, so what else do I have here? Onward, we kind of blew by that. Um, Onward's oh, good. I, I enjoy Onward. Actually, you know, you know, so Pixar had a pretty good year because Onward came out, it kind of gets lost in the, or at least in my mind, because mm-hmm. it came out early, early in the year in the before year. COVID. Onward is better well, it, than... Well, like, co-released, because they, they brought it to Disney Plus... No, it didn't co-release. ...shortly after. No, it, that wasn't the plan. Or like a month after. Um, like, it was like... It, I don't think it was... It was like just a few weeks after, but that was sort of a, a, re- a reaction to yeah, the COVID. Yeah. I, I think it was what? I think it was three weeks it after. It wasn't the it was plan. Like the, the, the plan... But it's all due to COVID, though. Like, the plan was to do, like, the, the traditional, you know, release in the theaters, and mm-hmm. then a few months later, you come out. But I think just because it was... They realized no one's going to see it. Well, all the, well, they can't. All the theaters were getting shut down. Like they're just going to lose all the money. So then it was on um, Disney Plus uh, just a, just a few weeks after it got rele- after mm-hmm. it was released in theaters. But I'm so glad we paid for it in the theater because I was just singing the praises of Soul. Um, but I think Onward is actually uh, yeah. decently better than. I still don't think it hits that those inside out. Um, no, but marks onward has much more rewatchability, and we've actually already watched it twice. Yeah, then like Soul, I I don't see myself rewatching it much, and like our kids just saw it for the second time the other day, and and towards the end they were it wasn't holding their attention anymore. Yeah, it was. Mm, I, th- I well they and what's funny is I think it has lasting like they 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 talk about Soul a lot. And they do. They've um, I think that's gonna hold their attention um and i think there'll be one that they want to watch um or at least it seems like it but it's 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 newer but onward was surprisingly good because throughout all the like trailers that i had seen i had zero interest in this movie and i was immediately drawn in from trailer one because i don't typically you know lord of the rings is the exception but if it's got a dragon in it it doesn't have me in it like i don't want to see the like i'm not really a fantasy guy i don't really it's tolkien is the exception for the most part Mm -hmm. um not for the most part. Like, I don't think I've ever read a fantasy novel outside of Tolkien. Um, and I don't typically... I mean, there's been a... I would argue that Harry Potter falls into that category. I don't think so. I don't think... Because it's set... I mean, there are dragons in Harry Potter. I, there's witches and wizards and magic. I don't think... It's it, fantasy. It is, but it has a different flavor, though. It's not like... You sound like me when I talk about sci-fi. Because you're you're really um, simplifying. Like, what a section very of the bookstore genre. would it be in? Like, would it be in the fantasy section? It would just be in young adult. But there's a whole like fantasy section at bookstores where they have like tons of like dragon style. Like, it, but it could be in a fantasy section. That's you not where you would find Harry there. Potter. I guess all I'm saying is that I think the it general reaches a broader the broader general audience. public thinks about it a little bit differently. But I guess there are exceptions. I I liked. Um, I think what's it called Dragonheart from like, like you wouldn't find Star Wars in the sci-fi section either if yeah you, oh yeah you would but you'd find it in other sections too so like no I don't think you would mm, well, we'll maybe the, like, store. I don't think so. I just think you're you're over generalizing and and like saying that fantasy is a very specific no like, I'm not no it's, 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 it's only it's, dragons and and I don't think that's well it's like accurate. dragons and it's medieval um I listen well, it doesn't to, have to be medieval I listened to a um a podcast with the author Orson Scott Card 
who I'm a pretty big fan of because he wrote Ender's Game. And it's funny because he had a distinction, which I never realized before, but he said, and he said that if, because he said that some of his novels are like fantasy, but um, he was like, so he actually was talking about the difference between fantasy and sci-fi. And he's like, you know, you go to a bookstore, you know how, how you can tell the difference between a fantasy and sci-fi book? If it's science, if it's in a sci-fi section, it's probably got machines or like spacecraft on the cover. Mm -hmm. And if it has any sort of a hint of a forest, it's probably going to be in the fantasy section. It was just interesting. I, that was a podcast I listened to earlier this year. It was an interview with uh, Orson Scott Card, um, who wrote all the Ender's Game novels. Um, I guess I'm not pigeonhole. I mean, I guess I just don't think I'm a big fan of fantasy. Um, I mean, there are exceptions. I think so. I'll concede that Harry Potter would be an exception. But I think in general, I don't care. Like, I don't give two shits about ever watching um, Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. All the accolades that it's got, but like the the setting just isn't for me. I know it, even though like it's got. I and you have that with um, some some science fiction and stuff, and yeah. and it just happens. And um, but onward worked. Onward, I think works. I think it worked because of the characters were fun. And it's really a story about these brothers, and it. We spent like you know five minute tangent talking about um, fantasy, fantasy. Yeah. But the movie is, I mean, it really actually well, it actually is a big fantasy because they go on this huge. They're quest. going on a quest. Yeah. But when I think about that movie, I don't think about the fantasy elements. I think about the characters and the interactions between the brothers. And how fantastic that relationship is. And yeah. I, I don't have a brother, so I can't even relate really to a, um, a brother um, and the love of a brother and, you know, looking up to. I don't have an older sibling, so I can't, like, either have an um, a older sibling to look up to. But you are the older sibling, so you could think about yourself as being an older sibling to a younger sibling, even though. Well, that's, well I guess that's a, true. Even though it's but, a sister versus a brother. I mean, well, that's true. I guess I, to me, the primary protagonist is the younger brother in that movie and so like yeah you're you're right from the older sibling perspective um but it's the characters when i think about onward i don't really think about the setting as much but it's the characters i think are excellent and i think that's a sign of a good story when it's a very good story, when you yeah. draw somebody who's not even who i'm not a fan of the genre now there are exceptions um like like i mentioned like the uh the I think it was Dragonheart with uh, Sean Connery as the voice of the dragon from like the mid nineties. Mm -hmm. I forget who the protect or who the character who the human character was. was it, uh, Dennis Quaid maybe look up Dragonheart. Um, I forget who it was. Sean Connery played the voice of the dragon. But there's a there's been a handful of fantasy things that I like. But in in general I don't. But Onward was uh, excellent. So um, what other movies do you have? Bad Boys for Life. I I like that. I like the Bad Boys movies. It was. Wasn't quite as good as the other ones. It wasn't directed by um, Dennis by... Quaid. Is the okay. Name. I was I was right. Um, Bad Boys for Life wasn't directed by uh, what's his face um, from Armageddon. Uh, who directed Armageddon? Uh, Michael Bay. Yeah. Bad Boys for Life. Funny wasn't... you're going all the way back to Michael Bay when or to Armageddon when you could say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He didn't direct Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Transformers. Well, I don't usually think of producers when I think of like. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm confusing directors and producers. Well, Michael. Well, no, he 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 did. Um, wait, what was the second movie you said? Oh, the Transformers movies. Yeah, he did the Transformers movies, but he didn't direct the Turtles. And I gotta imagine the, that the directors of those movies, of the Turtle movies, get really annoyed because they are talked about as Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. Right, and they're. But he didn't. Not. He didn't direct them. He just produced them. Um, but Bad Boys for Life was pretty good. I like. Um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence uh, as a pair. I think they work really well. I, I think um, 
It was it, it was decent. Um, one movie that, I, that you watched you didn't mention was Project Power with oh I forgot about that with one. Jamie Fox yeah. and um jo- jo- Joseph Gordon. I guess I associated it with a TV show, but it's actually not. I, I did forget about that. It's it's okay, you know. We're, I feel like it's very cliche. We're comic book fans, and so it's a basically it's a comic book movie, not based. It's an original story, but it was only okay. What else do I have here? Um, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Kind of a letdown. I should rewatch it again, though, but I really like the first Bill and Ted movie. I, I think the movie's awesome. Uh, the second one is okay. This um, Bill and Ted, um, uh, B- B- Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and then. Yeah, excellent adventure is better. The, the first one. And then um, Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's only okay. Uh, it's. I, Keanu Reeves is, does a great job playing Ted in their early movies, and now I don't. He didn't play. His Ted didn't work for me this time it just i didn't think the movie worked all that well although i do like the daughters in the movie they mm-hmm. have daughters um what else i here okay there was two superman related animated movies that came out this year they were good i i like i mean i have so one of them i like better than another but i won't go into those sonic the hedgehog i think that movie was really good i think it was yeah, way I enjoyed better, it. it was fun way better than our I, kids loved it um, I loved it. I thought it was Jim Carrey. I haven't seen a role that I enjoyed Jim Carrey in in years. I, mean, I can't. I literally can't remember the last role yeah. that I liked him in. Maybe me, me, myself, and Irene from two thousand one. Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that's a really raunchy cop. I mean, it's like, like that's super raunchy. And he's done things that we haven't seen since then too, though. Well, because well, but he, and he's done things because we, we haven't cared to see it. But he's done things. Yeah, we haven't cared to see it. He has done things we have seen since then. Um. I think he's fine as the Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say he's fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, disparage the movie more than that. But that movie's fine. But I don't know what year that came out. Um, but all that to say, I think he did an excellent job playing Doctor Egghead or whatever the uh, Doctor Robotnik or Doctor Egghead as he's sometimes known. So uh, by the way, me myself and Irene was in two thousand, as was the Grinch. Okay, so same year, same mm-hmm. year. I think that's probably the last time that I remember. Like he had his heyday, and I feel like he's hasn't done anything that I've really been a fan of. But he came back, or at least for me, in a big way. Like he was really pulling that '90s energy, and he was really being goofy. And the movie worked. Uh, let's see here. What else we've talked about? The Halloween movies, Scream movies, uh, mm-hmm. two through four specifically. Those are the new ones from this year. They're very cliched. They're they're okay. Um. Yeah, I think the first one's the best. And then after that, it kind of goes downhill as they're trying to figure out who should a new killer be. Like Because they suffer from the fact that they're constantly trying to bring a killer back to the exact same city, going back, going after the same people. And yeah. so you have to come up with a new motivation for somebody to keep hunting the same person in the same city and recreating the same crime. And every if every time they have a movie, the killer gets caught or killed usually caught, well, actually, it's a little bit of both, then you have to come up with some some new motivation. And I think, like Multiplicity, the each with each iteration, it gets dumber and dumber. So I'll blow through a couple more of these. Um, the Tremors movies, I watched those. I started the... Uh, I watched... Um, I, had, I had seen Tremors 1 and 2 before, and I like those, but I watched this year Tremors 3 through 7, and to varying degrees, they're not good. Um, the... It's the Magnificent Seven came out like two or three years ago mm-hmm. with Chris Pratt and Denzel Washington. It's okay. it's a decent western, not bad. Uh, let's see here, 
Lego DC Shazam. I mentioned that. You mentioned that, but we didn't talk about it. Um, I, th- I thought that was pretty good. I liked it. It was fun. I thought it was pretty good. Plus, you and I liked the character Shazam. Uh, and then what else I have here? Oh, the Miracle on Fourth Street movies. I've never seen those before, either of them. We watched the original from the... From the uh, I don't know what year it came out. In the 30s, maybe? I'm not sure. I think it was 42. And then the 1994... Um, version the original is definitely much better agreed um i had never watched them back to back to compare and i agree the original is better so i didn't do anticipated so that's all i have so but last year i did anticipated movies like movies i'm looking forward to next year i don't even know what's coming out i well, i don't everything have it either. but i didn't go through um i it's, didn't do that for this year it's everything or it's nothing i, I mean i don't know well, I, I really don't know i think it'll be every i mean it's, things are gonna go streaming and so we'll i mean the whole is like I think theaters are really in dangerous um, trouble of if 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 things don't like get better fairly quickly. I think, I mean, I wouldn't be. There's people talking about like you know the death of the cinema as we know it. I I I, I hope not. But I think if anything, the movies will. I think the movies will come out, but they'll come out streaming. Um, but but I, I think did, that's gonna. See, I think we'll end up seeing a resurgence then, like we did this summer of drive-throughs or drive-ins, because I think people are still going to enjoy. There's something about a shared viewing experience in an, with an audience and with friends and family. I agree. I well, we could have a, a side tangent real quick about um, drive-ins. I went to a number, uh, quite a few number. Um, yeah, we both um, drive, did. But I, it does not come close to like the no. theater experience. Because I don't think you get that audience interaction. But it's different from the at-home it is. theater experience. It is. But you get the big screen experience, but I don't think you really get the audience. Um, well, you don't get the audio, for sure. You, well, you, you you don't get, like, the audience or, like, sitting in a, a an auditorium. I mean, I guess maybe we didn't see things where, like, people were, like, laughing or, like, we're, mm-hmm. it's basically, like... You, there's not really like any audience, like you know, seeing yeah. things with, with, with well, you a, m- you might hear things from the people on either side of you in, and then, in your vehicles, and but. then the audio is not as good, mm-hmm. but you are, but the experience is just unique because you're yeah. sitting outdoors watching a movie. Um, but I, so also though, we only saw one one new movie, which was Trolls, and you and I didn't really care about seeing that anyway. Every other movie we saw on the drive-in would we'd already seen before, so. I think we'd want to see something new to really fully evaluate that too. Well, but we've seen new movies in the theater in the driving before, but True. um I just wanted to go through some of the movies that I had as my anticipated for this year but didn't still didn't come out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I again, I didn't do anticipated for 2021. Um but so This is last year's list for this year. Last year I said what I was looking forward to in 2020 mm-hmm. that I didn't end up that didn't end up coming out. Let's see here. Um, I don't believe that like horror movie Antlers came out. I don't think that came out. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick was on my list. That didn't yeah. come out. Ghostbusters Afterlife. That didn't come out. Godzilla vs. Kong. That didn't come out. Dune. That didn't come out. Fast and Furious 9. That didn't come out. And Halloween Kills. That didn't come out. All those were supposed to come out <laughs> this year. Yeah, I know uh, I had depressing. Mulan on my list, so I got to see that. And I think I had Wonder Woman on my list too. So, so what was on the list that I... So Bad Boys for Life was on there. Scoob. Which Scoob was a letdown uh, for you and I. Our kids love Scoob. Yeah. But it was a letdown for you and I. Um, Tenet saw that. Bill and Ted to face, face the Music saw that. Um, and, and and that's what's... And yeah, that was yeah. it. And then... So about a quarter I, of your list, maybe? I think my most anticipated movie was Dune, and that did not come out, unfortunately. So you want to talk about TV? I don't have much TV on here. Last year, I talked about how I like reality TV and I like documentary TV series mm-hmm. and that trend 
certainly continued into 2020. So, you know, that's mostly what I have on here. And, and I don't have to spend a lot of time talking about these, but um, there was a, a TV special about the Jean, Jean Benet Ramsey killing. And I didn't really, I mean, I've heard of it. We've all heard about it because it's been years and it was huge in the press. But I didn't really know much about the case. So I liked that. It was interesting. Uh, Flash season five, Grace and Frankie season six. We didn't six. finish Flash season five. Well, I started it. It's on my list because we started it, but no, we didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. We actually didn't get very far into it. Well, we got about a th- more, well, well, like a, like like a third because mm-hmm. like what there's like twenty two episodes. Yeah, we have, we, but like we got up to like 10. episode nine or ten yeah. after the big crisis crossover. I rewatched the Sony TV series Powers season one, and then I watched season two. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I rewatched season one. It's excellent. Season two. I think I liked season two even better, but I think season one might be stronger. But I, I really liked season two. It's too bad that Sony's not... I understand why they're not doing TV, and it's probably for the better that they're not doing TV, but it makes me sad that that series is is no more because I love the comic. I watched tons of cooking shows, so all kinds. I Mostly Chopped, if I was going to pick out one cooking show that I watched the most. It's mostly Chopped, but I, I will say they have been trying to get around COVID, and so... Many of the cooking shows that were competitions have adapted in unique ways. So there was this like supermarket cooking show where they would have to like buy groceries off of people in the parking lot and then they would cook in the parking lot. And so they couldn't tape anymore. So they actually had the host read like get, they would give the host the worst bag of groceries and say, what would what would she make? I forgot her name. But and, and so then she was like literally in her own kitchen using the same crappy groceries and they would kind of show what she was making side by side with what the, sh- the contestants made. So that was interesting. Um, Chopped went on location in Maine and shot part of a season completely outside. And in one of the episodes, it rained and their cameras got wet. And so they finished doing some of the filming quite literally with a phone. I mean, you know, it's with a phone because it's vertical and, you know, they've got. Oh, um, that's, you'd, think, you'd think they would at least turn it horizontal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was somebody doing like a testimonial. You know how there people are oh, always yeah. like, "Oh, that's okay. That's that's more understandable." I thought like the production. So, um, no, they they did have part of it that was horizontal, but still clearly on a phone where the judges were like conversing to figure mm-hmm. out who won. So it's just interesting how um, TV has had to adapt to make sure that they still have content. Amy Schumer had a TV show called Amy Schumer Learns to Cook, and it was taped in her kitchen, like quite literally in her kitchen. So, um. I'm really excited that TV was able to continue going and it entertained me. And, and I appreciate the stars that were able and willing to kind of do these things in their home. And, and I guess like from a concert perspective, Katy Perry has been all over it, for example, because she just had a baby in August and she was pregnant. So she wasn't really touring or anything, but she has made music videos from her living room. So anyway, unique, unique times. I just finished McMillions, and I put it on the 2020 list because I think I watched five of the six episodes before year-end, so I consider that to be 2020. I started watching Your Honor, which is an HBO series with um, Brian Cranston. Cranston. I think it's really good. It's doing eh critically, but I, I really like it. Lego Masters. So good with Will Arnett. That was so good. Savage Builds. It was so good to see yeah. Adam Savage back. Yeah, on Savage TV. Builds was awesome. Savage Builds. Is really it looks good. like it's, there's not going to be a season two. Like I've looked at, like we watched it this year, but it was really came out last year. Yeah. So, um, 
It, there wasn't a second season because it would have already... Yeah, it would have been taped before COVID and then airing. Really, pro- probably even well before COVID. Like, it probably would have already, like, started yeah. to air um, if there was going to be a second season because... But that show was awesome. It was really good. I enjoyed Savage Builds. Although, you know, because it, it, it hit that Mythbusters, mm-hmm. um, um, that Mythbusters itch. And... Yep, it's true. The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of, of 19, but I think it carried over into 20, we watched Temptation Island, The Blacklist, Ozark... I put the kiss. What season? Ozark you watched, season. Did, did you watch all of it this year? Yeah, I think I did. I, I, I think okay, I pounded through all of it. I, I have Ozark season three on I, here. I watched one and two just before three came out. So three came out this year, then in 2020, then I watched it. Yeah. Um, Working Moms. Excellent show. <laughs> it's it's a 30 minute sitcom on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. So funny. I think it's got three or four seasons now. It's hilarious. I highly recommend it. Not just for women, or not just for women or women who work, but parents in general, because there's a lot of dads and dad-related jokes in there, too. It's not just about moms, so don't be um, dissuaded by the title, because I think really anybody who's got young children would find this show funny. Um, The Netflix High Score series, which is their documentary series about video games mm-hmm. we enjoyed that yeah it was good and then we watched our planet uh, and seven worlds one planet i thought our planet we watched last year because i thought i had it on our 20 on my 2019 um list uh yeah it's, i have it is it last year i okay. have that on well, the, it's, our it's, 2019 it's list. the seven worlds one planet that we watched yeah it was it's good it's another one of um the david Edinburgh, mm-hmm. uh which were marks for um uh documentary series is it's uh good yeah um, the Lego Holiday Special on Disney Plus, and I guess technically this doesn't count, but season three of Cobra Kai. Although, did season two come out last year? Because season um, three was released on January first. So yeah, I did not put it on my list. I almost did because we watched it. Like in my mind, to me, until you go back to like your first day of work when you're still on Christmas break, you know, or holiday break, whatever. Yeah, it still is. In my mind, I'm like, oh, this is like so still our, last year. Our 2021 didn't start until January 4th. But I did not put. Um, I try to stick to the rules, I guess, or like the the rule for my own for myself was. Um, I w- I I think I even had it on the list and then took it off because I'm like, no, I'll put it on the list for next year. Yep. Um, because we watched we blew through that in two days. Um, so is there anything that you wanted to talk about um on your list that you blew by? Um. Other than working moms, no, I I think, like I said, it's just a lot of, a lot of filler TV. I think that I like to put on in the background outside of watching the Ozark is phenomenal, and that yeah we show, did a whole we we we, we did, did a whole yeah. episode and, on and, that and that's not a show you put on the background. That's a show you sit down and you watch. And Your Honor is that way for me, and Powers is that way for me. Um, otherwise, a lot of it is just we have it on in the background. We have the kids on. Obviously, I've been watching Bob's Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. And we started watching The Simpsons this year. I mean, we've watched The Simpsons for years, but we've been, like, working our way through the series from start to finish. But otherwise, it's not been a big TV year for me. I think it's been more movies or really, and we'll talk about this later, I've been doing a lot of gaming and a lot of reading. Yeah, I am going to my TV list. I'll blow through my stuff. And I have even less than you, although I think I watch less TV than you. I don't really... You're more of a movie person I don't than, put, than I am. I don't put new stuff on. And so I have TV on all the time, but stuff I've seen, like, I mean, I could put How, How, How I Met Your Mother on here, which I still put on every now and then. 
but I'm not going to put that on this list. This is the new stuff that I've watched, and I'm not one to just put new stuff on while I just do stuff. So mm-hmm. I have much less stuff on here. Yeah, you 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 will listen to a podcast when you're doing the dishes or something or housework. Mm-hmm. Versus I like when I'm folding laundry, we have a little TV in the laundry room, and so I I put stuff on in, in the laundry room all the time. But I wouldn't do it for Ozark. I wouldn't do it for a show like Your Honor, like something that I really have to look at the screen for. But all my cooking shows, I will. Some documentaries, I will. Yeah. So the only thing I have to add, um, I didn't watch any, any of the cooking shows with you. So I, I guess I'll go through my list, but they're all almost the same as yours, except um, except one. But So Savage Bills, I have in the, I, we watched, you mentioned it, The Last Dance, uh, the basketball documentary, uh, Emmy winning basketball documentary. It's, good. it's It's really good. Um, high score, the Netflix video game show. You didn't mention, or did I miss it? Better Call Saul season five. Oh no, I missed that one. That one's, um, that, Better Call Saul is awesome. That's another one that you have to sit down and watch. That's not a background show. Ozark season three. Ozark is phenomenal. Um, the ranch, the last part of the ranch, um, that came out this year. So no more, no more the the, the Netflix show, the ranch, seven worlds, one planet, temptation Island season two. That's like the only like. Sort of like guilty pleasure, like reality yeah. TV that I have on here, but but it wasn't on in the background. Like we would sit down would and watch, watch yep. um, Temptation Island. So I have no idea if there was a season three. Um, Lego Masters. Oh, that's reality TV too. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's like a well. And we was, watch it with our kids. That's fine. Yeah, it's in the same. It's in the same. I was I was gonna say like well, it's it's better TV than Temptation Island, but that's not true. They're just different. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, well, I guess it's it, it's funny. The last three on my um, list here are reality TV. So Titan Games season two. Oh, I forgot about that one. So um, I think you went first for the movies and TV. So I'm gonna go through my comics, but I'm not gonna talk about any of these unless you want me to, and like unless you're like, what was that, or unless you actually want to have a discussion sure. about any of these. Because I'm just gonna sort of blow through them. Uh, Paper Girls, 1 through 30, I read that. All of this, I'd never read any of it until this year, so Paper Girls, 1 through 30. Batman, Three Jokers, Green Lantern, Earth 1, Volume 2. Superman Smashes the Clan. Batman, Curse of the White Knight. Actually, I'm going to step back for a second and um, not really talk about these, but just like mention like how many issues they were. Or, um, so Paper Girls was 30 issues. Um, Batman Three Jokers was like three oversized issues. I bought the hardcover. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern Earth One Volume Two. That's like a over. Um, it's like a. It would be like the equivalent of like six issues, but it's a single trade hardcover. Not mm-hmm. not trade. It's a graphic novel because it was. Um, it's not single issues. So, so, so Superman smashes the clan. Uh, three issue trade. Uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight. I think that was eight issues. Ghostbusters Year One, four issues. The Kents was uh, actually from a... That sounds interesting. Well, it's from like 1996, but I finally got around to reading it. It's a, it was a 12-issue miniseries set. It's I don't... You wouldn't like it. It's all about... It's a Western oh. um, set, and it just follows some of the uh, Kents. Uh, so it's Superman, but it just follows like Jonathan Kent's like great grandfather and oh. and his brother. Yeah, it's just care. a straight up western. It really has nothing to do with Superman. It's mm-hmm. basically like Jonathan Kent is sort of um, telling his son. It's telling... kind of like the antithesis of Krypton, the TV show, also about Superman's grandparents. It's it's, it's uh, I never read it and I heard good things. It's it's a um, interesting story. It's basically this tale of two brothers, you know, one sort of a lawman and one's not, and um, 
it's 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 good. I I, I never read it. Uh, Pride of Baghdad. That's Brian K. Vaughn um, wrote it. It's a uh, um, about um, lions during the Iraq War. Uh, a Pride of Lions during the Iraq War, written by Brian K. Vaughn. Hmm. That was pretty good. Chrononauts two, Superman versus the Terminator. That was that's old, also from the mid nineties. It wasn't good. Cobra Kai: The Legend Continues wasn't good. Walking Dead: The Alien that was pretty good. I forgot about Cobra Kai. Negan Negan Lives, number one. That too. Power Rangers tur- and TMNT crossover four issues I think, and then the Turtles, Turtles one through Turtles one hundred one through one hundred five. Um, I think I have so my comics list is actually way shorter than it was last year. I don't know if I just didn't read as much as many comics or if I um, forgot a bunch because I I mean there's like some smatterings of some Superman stuff in here or there, but I didn't put for the most part. Oh, you were reading that on Sacred. You were reading high level. That was last year. You didn't get any this year? You didn't read any? Well, it was only a six-issue series. Oh, okay. It was just six issues and it's done. Well, it got canceled. The writer wanted to have... He said he had at least a minimum of... He's... It's funny. I I listened to a number of podcasts with him, and he's like, I have a minimum of an 18-issue story, so if DC cancels me before then, people are going to be left hanging. And we were. Like, it was... It went six issues, and that was it. (laughs) Didn't sell enough. Not enough people cared. No. So I, I... it's a pretty paltry list here uh, for comics. I mean, I mean, it's still quite a number. But so when the I look Paper back Girl at my previous series year, is the it's it's coming to Netflix or somewhere. Like it's going to be made into TV. What do you think about that? Don't care. I I think over time, like I wasn't even super impressed while I was reading it, and I think now that I've, it's been, um, I've had quite a bit of time. Like I think I read that early in the year. Like I think it was yeah. pre-COVID time. So like yeah, I got the volume one as a Christmas present. Oh yeah, so so, but, and you really liked it. Like you were much higher. So I want to hear your thoughts on it because I don't have I don't have to be critical. I just wasn't. I'll never revisit it. Well, I shouldn't say never, but I wasn't that big a fan. I liked the first. I liked the first um, trade, and then other trade. There was I think it was five trades or it was. Six issues each, five, yeah, for three issues. Some, some I liked, some parts of the story I like better than others, and I felt like it could have wrapped things up a little better. Like it, it ended, and I, I, the ending wasn't as strong. Like it didn't stick the landing to me. So yeah, it didn't stick any because it, it, it time hops and I will. I, I shouldn't be completely you're, down. Yeah, I think, you're you're singing a slightly different tune because we did talk about well, it on the podcast before, and I think you were higher on it then. Did we talk about it? Did we, we have? Yeah, okay. we've talked well, about it. You know, people's opinions change over time, and the more time—it's oh, not Netflix, by the way. It's Amazon Studios. Actually, did we? Now that I'm blanking, we we did we do an episode on Paper Girls? I th- did we do a whole episode? So no, we wouldn't have done a whole episode. But I know I we, think spent we might time have talking about it. I actually think we might have. Um, but we talked about. But yeah, my as time goes on, I'm even less fond of the story than I was. I will give. I mean, Brian K. Vaughn needs to get back to writing saga. I mean, come on. Now, yeah. now that we did well, do an episode on, he he needs uh, art to go with it though. But and I, I'll praise it. I'll praise some things about Paper Girls. I'm not all down on it. The um the art I think is the art and the coloring I think on that series are excellent. 
I don't know who I forget the name of who did the art, and I'm not sure who the colorist was either. But I think the art, the visuals of that book are really good. I think the characterizations, like the interactions of the girls themselves mm -hmm. and the way they're written, is really w well done. I agree. It's the time travel that gets confusing. The way they, no. they jump or end up in different worlds, like I... well, yeah, the story is confusing. But j I would say just the plot in general, like not specifically the mm -hmm. just. The, the characterizations, the, the girls interacting together is fun, and I liked that. But just the actual story, I didn't care for. I mean, and that's and what's going to bring me back to a title. I mean, we don't have a Paper Girls episode, by the way. Okay. And very rarely does completely like art bring me back to something. Sometimes that can happen. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I like Jim. I'll read Jim Lee stuff that's kind of crap because. I like Jim Lee's art, um, but I want to hear like talk talk some more about Paper Girls if if you want or was there anything? It's been, I mean, it's been a year since I've read it, and and I don't think I have anything more to say about it. Was so. there anything else that I mentioned um, that you are curious about? Not particularly. Okay. No, we we just don't overlap at our circles of comics a lot. Honestly, mm -hmm. I mean, we we both really love Saga and wanted to come back. And... and I could, I mean, I could talk probably ten minutes about every each of these that I listed, but I won't. Um, so let, let let's hear your list. Um, so I also had Paper Girl series on my list. I've started reading the original Star Wars 1974, and and it's it's 1974 comics. You know, it, it's a lot. Of verb, it's verbose. It's colorful. Um, I'm not real far into it. It's 117 issues, and I think I'm maybe 10 or 12 issues in, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, but it is like it's clear very much 1970s genre comics like if you if you like that style of comic and you like star wars is it just read it. the over like so when you're saying that what like what aspects are you talking about you're talking about the like, like over, i mean I over description more text than you need to because a, a lot of comics from from that day and even earlier i think they say more with words than they need to because they're describing the pictures but the pictures are there you know mm -hmm. like our dazzling daredevil leaps and bounds and does all this, you know, and it's like, I don't need that in text. I can read it. Mm -hmm. I can, I can see it in the picture. Like show, show me the action. Don't, don't tell me the action. And so there's, there's some of that in, and, and there's certain color schemes that kind of go with, that's what I assume because I mean, I decades. And so I feel the, the color same scheme way about is that the way too. I feel the same way about the bronze age. I was just curious, like what aspects you specifically were calling out, mm -hmm. but I'm still enjoying it. Cause I like star Wars stories. I, I read Star Wars Adventures, which is kind of an all-ages um, compilation. Each issue has two or three short short comics, like mini-comics in it. And I I don't read it in individual issues. I read it in collected form. Does it even get released as individual issues? It does, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I only get I never traits. see it in the previews. It's, it's, it's by IG, IGW, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's always there. I sort of blow through IGW. I blow through the the previews in general. I like when I'm looking through the IGW section. I'm you like, just pull out the turtles. And well, I'm like, yeah. What what new turtles is coming out? What is there any Ghostbusters here? Yep. Um, I started reading Firepower by Kirkman with art by Samney. I think it's I don't know. Say, oh, I don't know. Seven Samney, or eight issues in, but I can picture like I. Samney has about you, a thirty issue run of Daredevil. That's fantastic. Right. He he was the artist with Wade. From what I've seen, I don't like his art, but I've only seen. You've only seen his his I firepower think... art is slightly different than his art with Daredevil, yeah. and and he also had a run, um, 
He's he's done a lot of Marvel stuff. But. Yeah, in the Negan Lives like special that came out this year, there was like what like there was like a ten page preview of a firepower or something in there, mm-hmm. right? Or there actually, was. actually, I think it was not a preview. I think it was a short story. It of, was. It was like a. It was like a you know it's a mini issue zero or issue whatever. Zero, I don't know. Yeah, and and that came out and was released before the the story ever came out, and that was kind of like their initial like. Is well, there? I think it came out in the Negan Lives, right? Yeah. I think that was the first appearance of. Yep. And the art, I was like, this is ugly. I it. I was like, I don't like the art at Sam all. Sam always works with a with a colorist who is likes like the bright colors like he he has a very specific aesthetic when it comes to his coloring and stuff too and you'll see that if you read the mm-hmm. the wade and samney era of daredevil it's it's very colorful but i'm yeah, enjoying it i yeah the i think the art would the, it just looked unappealing to me mm-hmm. i i guess going back to i said a few minutes ago like it's very rare that i will go back to something purely for the art yeah but are the art will can draw me in to get me to read something or not. Like, I mean, there's definitely been things where, like, I mean, yeah. Firepower. I look at the... I uh, love the art in Firepower. I, I'll be honest with you. I think it's great. And and it's... I, I, have no, I have no idea what people are thinking, like, what the comics community is thinking about. Um, so I don't know if I'm the minority or or not. But I look at the art and I'm like, ugh, I, I can't read... I My eyes just don't like, like to look at it. So I... It, and, and, and comics are a visual medium, so... And it's all and it's personal preference too, though. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get into it, then you're better off. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, can you think of anything where you've read it? I mean, you read a lot of comics too, where like you thoroughly enjoyed it, but in spite of the art, and the art didn't contribute to your enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to say it, but when I think about some of the Wonder Woman that I've read. I'm not the biggest fan of George Perez's art, and I know he's like oh people love loved him. yeah, <laughs> and and there's some great stories. He draws over some big hair. <laughs> he does, but there there were some stories. We have the Wonder Woman like 75 year tribute um, compilation, and there are some stories in there that I'm like I'm not a big fan. In early Shazam, I would say is is the same way. Ooh, I love and, the early Shazam, the CC Beck stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Auto Bender writing and the CC Beck art. It's I think that's great. I like the way they draw Shazam in his costume, but people like like Billy Batson in general and and whenever his uncles around and stuff. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that art. Okay. By the way. So so but I guess yes, there are some stories that I've read where I'm not the biggest fan of the art, but I feel like you do have to kind of push yourself through it. It's less enjoyable for sure. Um, I've also read Moon. I finished the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur series. It actually ended last year, but I put off reading the last five issues because I knew it would be the last five issues of it I'd ever read, and I was sad. I didn't want to finish the series, and so I finally got around to, to finishing it um, in 2020. And I just need to go back and reread that whole series. It's it's excellent, and it needs the omnibus it needs some treatment it needs some special treatment because it, it is really good and it's unique and it's it's certainly all ages um i know some people think it's it's more aimed at kind of trying to bring in younger generations and certainly trying to bring in <coughs> girls and trying to bring in um you know uh moon girl is is african american so i think they're trying to bring in other demographics too not just like white men but i really really enjoy that comic sea of life we started reading. I don't know how I feel about that comic. I don't think I, I like arc, it. I liked arc one or the um the first arc a lot, but I'm waiting until the second one is. And I didn't put that on my list because I think that's a. I think I read it last year, 
uh, the first the first mm-hmm. arc, and I like it a lot. And that's what, I think the art is gorgeous in that. I'm not sure, and I think the story is is good. It went by quick, but in today's comics, like their decompressed yeah. style, they you can sometimes you can blow through a comic and like you know it feels like five minutes because yeah. it's like the opposite of the Bronze Age problem. <laughs> Very little be- text, yeah. Where because they're relying so much on the images, then they're like, yeah. well, we don't have to describe in dialogue like what we're seeing on the page i feel you can really blow through things and so i did not um i but i i think i'm waiting for the second the 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 second arc to finish so we'll see i i'll probably have to reread the first one because i can't i've forgotten a lot of it but i remember really enjoying it but I'm waiting for that, for the second arc. Because you've been reading the second arc as it went along, right? Is that what you're saying? There's only one issue out, issue seven. I think the first issue is one through six and and seven. No, we've got like two or three. Like our comic shipment just came today and I think we were up to... Well, I haven't read that one yet. I think that was like nine or ten. I think we have a few. But um, I I, I think. Um, So other things I've read... You mentioned uh, the Negan. I forgot what it was called. Negan Lives. Negan Lives. You mentioned that. I, I read that. I liked it. It was it's, really good. Yeah, I liked it. I like it. the Negan character. And he, he, you know, he's a villain. He's a complex Lost. character. He's a, um, and neither one of us are the, t- are watch the TV show. Um, so, but in the comics, he's, you know, really despicable. You know, he's really nothing to, re- re- nothing redeemable for a long time um, in the comics. And then he, comes around um, later in the series, and I think he's an excellent character. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see more. Like I know they they ended the comic, they ended um, Walking Dead last year in 2019, mm-hmm. um, and I would have, I wouldn't mind if they revisit. And who who knows? It probably won't happen, but maybe maybe we'll get these one offs. Robert Kirkman will have a story every, every now and then that he just wants to set in the universe. Yeah, I I think the. The itch will come to him, and when it happens, he'll scratch it. Is is kind of what I'm guessing he'll do, and and they might trickle things out here and there as as like I said, the itch happens. Um, I read my heroes have all been junkies and the fade out, so that's both of those are by Ed Brubaker with art by um, Sean Phillips. They team together for tons of things, and I'm at the point now where if Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips come out with something, I'm going to read it. And so the only stuff by those two that I really haven't read are the criminal series. And I, I have issue like the first volume on order. So when that comes in, I'll read it, but I love their pulpy, um, crime style. I really like their stuff. And then I've also been reading life is strange, which is the comic based on the video game, but not the second season of the life is strange video game. It's based on the first season, which I think most people preferred over the second season. What did you prefer though? The I first, don't care about most people. I prefer the first also. <laughs> okay. So you, okay. yeah, yeah, I did prefer the first. And then recently I read Claws. Oh yeah. We were, we, we were going to talk about Claws on the show, but it kind of got uh, away from us for Christmas time. And so yeah. that's the Grant Morrison, Dan Mora, um, seven issue. Um, yep. And next year we'll have to have you read there's, so they did, Seven, and it's sort of a different take on Santa, the Santa Claus mythology. And they did a, the initial seven-issue series, and then every year after they would have just a sort of an oversized issue. Yeah. Um, but just one, it was just one issue though. Um, so like the the like the initial like I think 2015 it came out with the seven issues, and then the next year was just a uh, like 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 the size of an annual. 
and they did that every year except up, up until 2020 did not have it and so there's um the well I, I won't give any thoughts about the later the later stuff but i think that first the the first um volume of or the you know those first seven issues of claws i think are excellent yeah you know there's something we both missed on our list was we watched this stand tv mini mini series oh i didn't count it because it was my first time watching it oh it was for me so i have to add that i did although i didn't um i didn't um exclude it on purpose because i forgot about it but had I remembered, I still wouldn't, wouldn't have included have it because in. yeah. I saw it. I saw it back when it originally aired in '94. I did not, or at least parts of it. Like I can clearly remember my my parents watching it, or at least my dad mm-hmm. watching it, and um, like I have very clear memories of seeing Randall Flag transform, and he transforms into a crow a few times. He transforms into like sort of a demon with uh with uh um like horns, horns, yeah. and we had it. We we did a whole mm-hmm. stand episode on there. Um, so you want to talk about books? Books. Yep. So last year we had mentioned reading the stand, but at the end of the year last year, neither of us was done. I actually mm-hmm. don't know if you had even started yet. I think you had. So I finished reading the stand this year and it was kind of a Stephen King year to some extent because although we listened to it on audiobook, I'm still counting it. We, we read in quotes, the inpatient. And then I also, oh, read- I didn't do the inpatient. That's what we listened to. No. On audiobook. Hmm. Did we not? No, that's are you are, are you thinking of the institute? Or the institute, yeah, not the inpatient, the institute. Wrong title. Same book. Yeah, I didn't title. put that on my list just because I didn't read it. Um I should have put I should have a whole section for audiobooks. I'm actually I will while you while you talk, I'm yeah. actually gonna because I listen to more audiobooks this year than ever before. Okay. And I also have watched I read The Outsider, which the Outsider is excellent. And I, I recommend it, although it's part of the um, Bill Hodges trilogy. And I would say if you're thinking about reading The Outsider, go and re- read the Bill Hodges trilogy first, starting with Mr. Mercedes. If you're looking for like a good thriller, it's not so much a, a scary like horror book as in early Stephen King. It's later Stephen King is, I would say, much more thriller aligned. And that, The Outsider is really good, and so is that series. I read um, other fiction books. I read was *The Silent Patient*, which is eh, I would it is okay. Um, the *The Book Thief*, which is um, historical fiction, is really good. And um, with my son, we reread *The Prisoner of Azkaban*, which I don't normally count rereads, and I'm not one to reread books very often. But I hadn't read the Harry Potter books in quite some time, probably since I was in high school um, or early early college for the last books the most the i think books six and seven so it was it was awesome to go back and reread and pick up on details because i had never read the books like back to back to back to back and then i'm also reading them with my son and so just doing that is a really good time and so that's all of my oh and i got i've gotten into agatha christie i read a lot of agatha christie (laughs) back in high school and i got the itch i don't know what made me get the itch I think it was because I had started watching the remake of Murder on the Orient Express. I actually turned it off because I decided I wanted to go back and reread the book, which I actually haven't done yet. But I started reading. I looked up Agatha Christie suggested reading lists, like in order, suggested orders, because she's got different characters who have different, um, like their stories don't really connect, but she has series with different characters as the detectives. And... So I think I read five or six of those. I didn't even put them all down here, but I've, I definitely got an Agatha Christie kick. And then as far as 
um, nonfiction books go, because I like to read a mixture of fiction and nonfiction. I've read Sex and God, Grunt, which is by Mary Roach. Anything by Mary Roach is good. So if you don't read Mary Roach, she's hilarious, and her stories are really well-researched. So Grunt is about um, basically behind the scenes in, in various aspects of the military, like weaponry and, and things like that. I read a graphic novel called King, which is about the the life of Stephen. Stephen Why wasn't King. that in the comic section? Because I think of, it's it's a big book. I don't know. I guess I think of it more as a book than a comic, but it is a it's a graphic novel all about the life of um, Martin Luther King, focused primarily in his adult life in in the sixties, in the maybe decade preceding his death, reinventing comics, um, Dead Wake, which is about the sinking of the Lusitania. Really good story. Oh, yeah, reinventing comics. That should I read that too. That should be in the comics section. For me, I'm gonna put it in my because I read that too by. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoot, I'm blanking on his name, but McLeod, Scott McLeod, Scott McLeod. Yep, um, the Mimi Me epidemic, which is a story for parent or not a story. It's it's a a parenting book, really, about trying to not raise children who are um, entitled. I like that. It's it's a good book. I think there was a lot of when I finished reading the book, I took away many different tips for using with your children, um, and I have used them with our kids and seen some improvement. Not that our kids are entitled, but sometimes they are. They, they behave that way sometimes, unfortunately. And then lastly, we, we listen to White Fragility. That's my list. Okay. I did far less reading. I have very a very paltry list here. So I, and a bunch, like two of, like, uh, I mean, I it's really paltry when considering like two of these, the first two I'm on the list here, I read just at the tail end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I finished them both, but uh, just at the tail end. Um, so I really didn't do much reading throughout 2020 at all. Quite a lot. I didn't. Uh, rare, pretty much no. Um, Kiss and Philosophy, I got that for Christmas. And it's part of like the pop culture and philosophy series. And I got that for Christmas, and I blew through that. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, the prose novel, it's Superman. So it, um, it's a full-size novel um, mm-hmm. about Superman. But it's, it's a really good book, much better than... I even would have anticipated and but because it's really sort of a mixture it's set in the 1930s and it's really sort of a like a gangster book and a sort of like a Hollywood book because a lot of it takes place in Hollywood um there's very little Superman actually even in the book um and it's very adult there's uh there's people getting killed there's kid you know getting kids getting kidnapped and killed um it's 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 not a young adult novel like normally you'd mm-hmm. think like oh it's a book based on Superman it's probably you know that would be you know that yeah. goes right in the YA PG-13, section at the yeah. uh, at the bookstore no this is like this is a book for adults I mean this mm-hmm. is like um, it's a gritty gritty take on Superman that sounds very interesting it's and intriguing yeah yeah it is and it also has a lot of like it has like just having watched Mank even though we weren't fans we mentioned we mm-hmm. weren't fans it has like a lot of like a Mank feel because like there's a big section of the book that's um set in set in hollywood mm-hmm. and um so it, it does a lot of different things with the superman mythology so it was it, it was it was much better than i thought it took me a little while to get into it probably about the first third of the book i was still just trying to find the footing and um you know where are they going like these new characters and and but the book's excellent that reminds me did you list brightburn was that a 2020 movie no i think that was i think that was tw- that was 2019 okay 
Um, and then, and then I read so then I read Harry Potter and philosophy over the summer. It was pretty good. Uh, I of course there's a theme here. I have kiss and philosophy and Harry Potter and philosophy. I I, I like the and philosophy whatever series. I'm into and philosophy. Um, although I'm not as huge into Harry Potter as you are, but mm-hmm. we have some. Uh, we had it philosophy so. books that I'm, you know, we also have. I'll, I'll probably. I was. I was thinking just the other day because our son was like looking at all of our philosophy books, and mm-hmm. you had bought Avengers and philosophy. Like I might read that, um, even though I'm not um, as big of a Marvel guy. And then I read Failure is not an option. The, um, mm-hmm. the I read that last year. The uh, by I forget his name. Gene Kranz. Gene Kranz. It was good. It was. It's really dry. I think, and it's. It's a, it's good if if you're a fan of space. It's, it's very technical. I loved it. Like I'm an engineer by trade. Like I was just soaking up all those details. If yeah, it's I I I just think it's very dry. I don't think. Um, I mean it. I enjoyed it, but we you know I we 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 really like space. But it was. He's very fact based, and and the story is based on the facts. So he you know, true, but he, it's, he doesn't over sensationalize. Like these are these things. are harrowing things that people are doing. Yeah. Like I'm. It was it, it was good it, it was good, um. So that's all I read. So what what is that like one two, three four books? Yeah, I forgot while you were talking. I forgot to add that I read a book called Healthcare Kaizen, and a book for work called What Got You Here Won't Get You There, which I did not like at all, by the way. And then I and then so while we were talking just a little while ago, I, I we were talking about um audio books. So, um, we read this or we listened to the Stephen King. Um, the Institute, even though we, we, we actually bought that book, we have it on our bookshelf, but we wanted to, so something to do while we were on a longer road trip. And so we just yeah. decided to listen to it, even though we, we had bought it. Um, it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty good novel. And then, um, you had mentioned white fragility. We listened mm-hmm. to that cause all of the race stuff going on in the summer. And then I yeah. also listened to, um, and, um, shoot, I forget her name who wrote white fragility. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, um, and then I listened to Dave Rubin's Don't Burn This Book. Um, that was a good listen. Um, so that's all I have for books. Okay. So I guess I'll go first on video games. And I'm just going to. Robin go- D'Angelo, by the way, okay. is the lady who wrote White Fragility. And I'm going to go through the video games. I'm just going to list them off. If there's anything that you're curious about, like my thoughts on it or whatever, just mm-hmm. ask me. But I'm, I'm not going to – I won't give my thoughts um, unless you want sure. them. So Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, God of War 2018, uh, Mario Kart Live Home Edition, Donkey Kong Country 2, the original SNES game, mm-hmm. Detroit Become Human, Twin Breakers, Ring Fit, and Grizz. So what did you think of God of War 2018? It definitely got better at the second half because you... So I guess a little bit of background. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the God of War series. This is game seven in the series. Um, and I have played the heck out of all the other games, pretty much done all the objectives that you can do. Um, if you're familiar with playstation video games you can earn trophies and i've got all the trophies and all the other six games and this game when it was um i i put it off for a long time because i didn't think i was going to like it that much mm-hmm. i guess because they changed a bunch of stuff sort of the some of the di- dynamics of the game and uh the game is gorgeous and it's pretty fun um after you after i was playing for a few hours i was into it but then about three quarters of the way through the game you get your weapons the weapon that you had in the other games 
all through the game you're using an axe, which Kratos had never yeah, they made throw character. it, and... and then you sort of get well, not sort of you you get your weapons back that you had in the previous games, and then it really just then it really like clicked. It really felt like a God of War game, and so I I think it was good. Um, it's been a while since I played one, so I, it'd be hard for me to rank. But yeah, the, the game was good. I don't really care about the open world stuff. Like there's. I'm thinking I was just mentioning the trophies and there's a lot of trophies still to get, but I've got all the platinum trophies in the other games. So I'm like, Oh, I should probably do it in here, but I just don't really care about the side. If you're missions. not motivate, motivated to do it. So then go I probably won't go do it. It was, it was decent, better than I had a lot of fun with it, but it still is. I, I like the classic God of War games yeah. better. Um, just the overall style of gameplay, because it's changed. It's well, it's not really. More... It, it actually hasn't really well, changed. You were complaining about that there is a skill tree now, and that didn't exist oh, before. True. And, I mean, you you had true, some... but that's not the gameplay. That's like you pause the game and go into a menu for that. Like I'm talking right. like the actual traversal, and I played it very linearly. Like I didn't do anything that like mm-hmm. you sometimes characters would say like, oh, we don't have to do this. We can go do this other thing. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna keep going. Where yeah, I'm... you just mainstreamed it, and so I pretty much played it as close to the style of the original games because yeah. the, the, the original games are very much um very linear and so i pretty much didn't i didn't even well not pretty much i didn't do a single side quest in the entire game um and so i actually qu- quite enjoyed the game but maybe it's because i made it i like made yeah, i made, made my like experience what i liked like i wanted just a just a story give just give me a story and give me a well crafted that's probably why i'm a huge fan of the of the uncharted video games and um because that's what they are they're good stories detroit become human like give me a story i just play through the story that you give me and so um i liked god of war um and then i think also um of the list there i think it would be interesting to talk about the mario kart home edition because that's something that probably many of our listeners don't have and well, maybe I, I don't know. I'm 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 not. I don't have a ton to say about it. It's fine. It's Mario Kart, but you like, there's a camera. Like you have a little like it's, toy. It's kind of toys to life. You have a little. Well, you have it a little, is toys to life. You have a little. But well, even more so. Like like not real. Not in the way that like people say that. Like you don't have a toy that then manifests in the game. Well, actually, you do. You I do. guess you. But not in the way that like. When people it's think not Toys an of action life, figure. They think like yes. you put this thing on like the thing, and like that's what people think of when they think Toys well, of Life. Because that's how it was originally. But I think this, in my mind, falls into the, that genre. You well, have you have a toy that's physically moving, that's interacting with your game. Is Rock Band a Toys of Life game? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't. Just well, because I mean, just you because... could argue those are just big controllers because you're not actually controlling the car. Yeah, you are. Well, you are, but you're not touching the car to control it. It's different than Rock Band. Where you actually have to hold the thing and push buttons on the I, thing. I, I see what you're saying. I guess semantics is. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever you label it, Toys of Life or whatever. like. There is a there is a physical like Mario Kart. Yeah. That you have to build. You like sort of set these cardboard things on. You make a track, and it's pretty fun. But you make gates. It's it's Mario Kart light, and and it's. I'm. I'll finish all the objectives in the game. Um, but it's it does not take it doesn't replace a true Mario Kart game mm-hmm. in the slightest. Um, they should still release. Hopefully, they're going to release. Hopefully, the last one was released in 2014. Um, but it is cool to be able to play with a physical car that's driving around your house. That's and, true. That's and the true. camera is showing your carpet or your dog that's standing in the way. Or that's true. You know, like I think that aspect of it is kind of the point of it. Is like you've made a you've made a course in your home, 
and then you're playing that course going around your own furniture and and then it's interactive in that you can still collect the the diamond boxes like the the question mark boxes with Mm -hmm. with extra um bullets or you know whatever it is mushrooms that you can get and and actually have speed and there's other cars on the track that you're interacting with not co-op just cars that are in the game not because you have to have multiple switches to run more than one car yeah yeah and the buy-in's quite expensive it's a hundred dollars for the uh for and and, you can't use it with anything else it's just this game so and you it's sort of an isolated experience um, unless you have hardwood floors like right by your TV where your dock for the Nintendo Switch yeah. would be because you what 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 is cool is you can move around your house and build your cart and build your tracks wherever but if you want others to be able to see what you're doing and yep. sort of have the fun of making it um, you know in, like, like 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 a family thing where people are watching and they're laughing at what's going on or oh the dog walked in front or or seeing themselves on the TV while the cart's racing through mm-hmm. there's my giant feet you on it's a very uh, the the range on the car is not very no the, good. The, the range is terrible, and so in theory it's really fun. Um, and if you have hardwood floors around where your dock would be, right, then that would be great for you. But we don't. We have carpet there. Um, in both we have we have two docks, one in the basement and one in the and both are carpeted, and, yeah. and they're both carpeted. But we have various other areas of the house where it's oh, and the car doesn't run that great on the carpet. And so um, it works much better where it's uh, yeah. If you have like a Berber or like a like a a low um, shag carpet, you're okay. But like I don't thick, think so. Thick plushy carpet, not good. No, I I actually disagree. Well, I would say it's it's worse than that because I wouldn't even I haven't even tried it in the basement, which is more plush carpet. But our carpet upstairs, we we already you know you and I have said we want to replace it because it's not it's not very high like i mean yeah but it's not a berber it's not a berber but it's not like anything it's not plush it's not anything plush at all and you sort of get i mean it drives fine the cart itself drives fine for the most part but you get a little bit of bouncing just because you're not on a smooth surface yeah and it just makes it not enjoyable to to look at the screen when it's doing that so um yeah that's all i have do you have anything else or that you like uh did you want to ask me about anything um no, I, I think that's... All right. Let's you see know. your list. Um, so I've got Life is Strange 2, the second season, and it was not as good as the first season. So I I would say if you were... If Just you, skip this one. Yeah, I would. Yeah. The story, like, it's it's a decent story, but it's also kind of a heartbreaking story. And I played the first episode and didn't come back to it for a while because I was like, I don't even want to... This is... I don't want to be a part of this world. It's But then I made myself finish it, and I'm happy I did, but... Why are you happy you did? Because I, will, I, it's good to see the ending of the story, okay, and and the wrap up of the storyline. But I, yeah, I could say you could skip it. Pokemon Sword, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, Grand Theft Auto Five. It's an old game, but I loved it. I loved it. I didn't play any of the online stuff. I just played the main story, and I probably put forty hours into it. I really, really like that. Yeah, game. you mainlined that game the way I did. God of War, didn't you? Like nothing, like no. I did do side like, quests. Oh, okay. okay. I did, but only the ones that interested me. I didn't do any of the racing side quests because I'm terrible at racing in that game. Even though it's a game about driving, I'm not a good racer in that game. But there were some side quests and missions that you do for other people that were fun or funny, and so I did those, yeah. Um, I didn't do everything, and I, I certainly didn't plan them it, but I, I had a lot of fun with that. I played, um, I have not yet finished, but we got the Mario All-Stars pack, and so I've been playing through Mario Sunshine. And the controls are better than they were on the GameCube, but still crappy. And so um, 
I've played through, I don't know, maybe a third of the game, probably not even that much, and I put it down because the controls, I, I, I rage quit it one night, and I, I assume I'll go back to it at some point, but I, I don't know. And you were probably having that problem, too. You didn't even put it on your list. No, I didn't, yeah. Although you were playing more Mario 64, which you've already played before, so... Um, I played Overcooked, another old game. I liked it. I I finished the game, but I am not good enough to play by myself and go back and like get all the stars and collections. So after I made it through all the levels, I uninstalled it from from the Switch because I'm I played what I wanted to play with it. I'm working my way through Bowser's Inside Story on the 2DS, which is fun, but it's also a very kind of tedious RPG. And I've just recently started playing Star Wars: Fallen Order. I'm really, really enjoying it. That's my list. Anything that you'd want me to go more in depth on? Um, yeah. Well, what's the story like? You can spoil. Like, what was the storyline? Like, what was devastating about um, Life is Strange season two? Like, I'm never gonna play it. So you yeah. Can... So the the story is about two brothers. Um, and they're they're living with their dad. They're they're middle class family. Their their mom is has left them, and. The older brother is kind of a he's he's sixteen. He's kind of a dick to his younger brother. He doesn't really want to have anything to do with him. His younger brother, I think, is nine or ten. There's there's a decent age gap between the two. And in the first episode, the like younger brother's having like an argument with with. Oh, you didn't put the Luigi's Mansion on your list, did you? Oh no, I forgot about that. Yeah, good point. I played the original Luigi's Mansion. I loved it. I liked it better than one and two, or two and three. The original Luigi's Mansion. Good call. I'm glad you said that. So, getting back to Life is Strange. Long story short, there's this, like, tragic accident where a police officer gets, like, blown to smithereens, and the father dies, and so the older brother... It sound like an accident. Like, was it, like, a robbery, or, like, this is... This is a, like, what do you mean the police officer got blown away? It turns out the, the younger kid has, has like, telekinesis powers okay. that he can't control, but he doesn't even realize it at the time. Like, he just gets gets scared and angry and, like, pushes, like, like he kind of, like, pushes everything away and that kills the police officer and kills his dad. And so the older brother, like, freaks out and, like, scoops up the younger brother and they go on the run. And so the, the whole story is, is these two on the run from the police and the, the first couple of episodes, like, the younger brother doesn't know that his dad is dead and the older brother's keeping it a secret and they have no money and it's cold because they're in, you know, up in Seattle and it, it's just, you know, they're walking around um, for miles and miles with very little food and trying to camp and it's just, like, not pleasant, you know? And then as the story goes, they, like, um, end up getting a job with a bunch of drifters um, in, a, in a marijuana plant. Not plant, but, you know, like, on a marijuana farm. And so they're, like, doing things illegal. You know, they've got this legal job because they're trying to raise money to make their way down to Mexico to be with their dad's family there in Mexico. And, um, you know, it's it's a harrowing story about two brothers, but the older brother makes some really terrible decisions by choosing to run from the police. And in the end of it, the older brother ends up in jail for 15 years. So it just, it just ends with just this, like, ah, oh, man, like... <laughs> It, it hits you. And, and there isn't, like, an alternative ending where the older brother doesn't go to jail. Like, that's, you know, there are some, like, slightly different endings that you might get depending, because it's choi- it's all choice-based. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, that's just the way it ends. Like, and, and you don't really ever feel like the older brother is really, truly trying to break the law. Like, he's trying to help raise his younger brother. But, man, he just makes some stupid-ass decisions. If he had 
turned himself in right from the beginning, but he doesn't want anybody to discover his younger brother's powers. And yeah. So. <laughs> Sounds up- uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can understand like in that first episode after the dad dies and the little brother's crying and they're just wandering around in the woods forever. And, you know, the older brother knows their dad is dead. And the younger brother's like, why can't we go home? Why are we, you know, why can't we go be with dad? And the older brother's just like, we need to keep walking. It's just a, it's a drag. So is there anything that you know that's coming out this year that you're looking forward to? Because I don't have... I have no idea what's I have even zero... coming out. Better Call Saul? No, no, no. no. I mean, I mean video games, I guess. Um, I have zero... I mean, I could I could list in every other category. I'm not, I haven't gone through it, but I, I yeah. know... Like I'm like okay, these movies that I'm looking forward to in 2021. Here's there's comics that I'm looking forward to this year. Here's some books that I'm looking for. Like I mean, I didn't I I don't want to go into them in this episode, but I have mm-hmm. a list. But video games is one where I don't have a single idea of a video game that's coming out this year that I want to play. The Hogwarts game is supposed to be coming out. It's like a Hogwarts uh, RPG. Okay. Um, that one I'm definitely intrigued by. But and, it's not set in like, I can't Harry count. Potter's time. It's set in a different time. But actually, I take that back. I think um, the Sackboys. Um, actually, nope. That's that's already well. It might it might be new to me. I was gonna say like yeah. It came out last year because um, that's a you can play that on PlayStation Four. You can also play it on PlayStation Five. But I'll probably play it on PlayStation Four. The Sackboys uh, Big Adventure. But we're we're always. I mean, as is evident by the games we just listed that are anywhere from two to about seven years old we're we're always kind of running behind so although i'm i'm kind of caught up now you know there's a cobra kai um video game that's coming out yeah it looks bad it looks bad have you seen the trailer i haven't oh it looks well it's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up i think okay i saw the trailer the trailer i was like okay not playing this game um so what about music oh super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury that's one that we'll end up getting I think because it's it got depend- that extra. Well, it depends on what the Bowser's Fury stuff content That's true. is, which I don't know if they've announced that yet or not. I don't think they've been real open about it. Um, no, I forgot about that game. But I just recently saw like a headline like uh, about it. I didn't read the article, so I have no idea what it was even about. But I was like, "Oh, is that game coming out soon?" Um, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking back to when we saw like the big in the summer. There were all the showcases because there wasn't like a true E3, but there was different press releases and stuff. There weren't a lot of trailers in the summer. That there was a, a few things here and there that I think Sony had. Um, there was a game called Stray where you're like playing um, partially as a cat. That it, it's kind of like a Watchdog sort of game that that looked interesting to me. But I what prob- do you mean by I that? I probably won't end up playing it. I don't know much about Watch... Like, I didn't play... Well, you didn't play Watch Dogs either, but I don't know what you mean by that. Watch Dogs is, like, there's there's tasks that you have to do, and there's many different ways that you can do it, and you, you by, like, hacking into the world around you, basically. Oh, well, I thought... That game looked interesting to me, but I, if that's the case, then I'm out. <laughs> uh, it isn't... That, they, uh, that doesn't sound interesting to me mm-hmm. uh, from a gameplay perspective. I, I really do... We, like a like a linear game so if there's like if it's like oh you've got 20 different ways to do this well like you lost me i well, I, it, I don't want to do it like you don't you don't like a puzzle solver and that's kind of, i mean they're not difficult puzzles but like when it's not immediately obvious where to climb or where to go yeah i can see you being frustrated by that so um, what but otherwise no there's not like a ton of of games coming out that that are really pulling me in for for next year so what so do you have music on your list I do. I didn't really consume a lot of new music this year. I've got um, Eminem's new album, Music to be Murdered by, 
Daisies by Katy Perry. I bought a da- bunch. You mean Smile? Or, or Smile. I don't know why I wrote Daisies. Because all the, all the like extra um, hype, I guess, that goes with it. Or that was coming. Like it was hyped as like KP5 and Daisies was her first release. Okay. That's what I was thinking. But Smile, yeah. Um, I bought a bunch of Maroon 5 albums this year. Like, <laughs> none of them are new, but. Well, what were they new to you? Well, it's music I'd heard. I just never purchased. Oh, okay. even so. like, like, so you heard like. Well, I didn't hear like some of the stray songs. You if know, like you probably like no album is composed of well. Of that's what I'm saying. Hits. Unless you borrowed the albums from somebody, you only ever heard what was on the radio. Then, yeah, that's true. And usually, an album only gets uh, unless you're a gigantic artist like Taylor Swift, where I wouldn't be surprised if like every one of her songs ends up on the radio. But I mean, if you're like most bands, only two or three songs from an album, you know, typically you know become a radio yeah. hit. Yeah. So from that perspective, yes, there was new music on it. Hootie and the Blowfish had a new album called Imperfect Circle. Was that the, was that 2020? I started my list in 2020, so it had to have been. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that was I didn't have that on my I should put that on my list. Um I bought some new some Taylor Swift stuff, Swift stuff that was new to me. Um I bought the the Seven Worlds One Planet soundtrack, which I really like, and the Mulan soundtrack. And that is it in terms of music. It's oh. hard to buy music now even because Google Play is where we would buy most of our albums if we wanted to buy something digitally, and that's become YouTube music, and you can't purchase music anymore. You can only listen to it supported with ads or pay a monthly fee. You can't, like, own your music through Google Play anymore. Not through Google. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy you, albums you can, digitally on Amazon and then transfer them and over. download, yeah. Which we just did for some things, but... Yeah, on my list, I have Eminem's Music to be Murdered by... Nine Inch Nails released um, for free earlier in the year, like billed as Nine Inch Nails, um, uh, two instrumental um, albums on the same day. Uh, not soundtracks, just Nine Inch Nails instrumental music. Okay. And they um, released those on the same day. I remember um, that. You were really excited by it. Well, because when, you're, when you get two albums for free, like it's always an exciting day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, some people, there's speculation that some of the music or all of it is a, cause they, there was a soundtrack they were working on and then they just left the project. They just had creative differences and they mm-hmm. left the project. And so, um, a lot of people think that, that, um, some of that, some of that music or all of it is, you know, the tracks that they had composed for that movie, um, but who knows? And they released it as Nine Inch Nails, not as Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, which is how they released their soundtrack work. They don't. Um, it's not listed as Nine Inch Nails. They it's their names when they do soundtrack work. But this was released as Nine Inch Nails music. So was it? Uh, you know, work from a soundtrack. Who knows? And they're you know they might not even be able to le- legally say that. Um, yeah. So then the soul soundtrack. Uh, same people, but uh, so the soul soul soundtrack, good. The Manx soundtrack, I bought the Detroit Become Human soundtrack, um, mostly because you play as like three different characters throughout that game, mm-hmm. and one of the characters has music that's very re- reminiscent of like a Trent Reznor style of music, and I really liked it, and so I bought the Detroit Become Human soundtrack. Uh, the metal band Ice Nine Kills, they had like an acoustic album that they put out this year that I, um, a, a acoustic live album I, that they played, I um, mean, 2019 and then they released it. it. It was an EP. It was like five or six songs, so, so, something like that. And then, 
um, the Metallica S&M 2. That was awesome. Like, that was probably one of the highlights for music was the Metallica, which they outsold Katy Perry because they, re- right. they, like, they, released, they the released the same, same day. Week. Yeah. And, or, like, the same week or, the, or, or even the same day in yep. Metallica. And I'm not even a huge Metallica fan, um, but I think the Metallica S&M albums where they're where they pair with the orchestra is phenomenal stuff. I, I, th- I think it elevates both styles. Like, I think the orchestra, like, like I think Metallica sounds better than, I mean, and that's, it's personal preference. Yeah. Because there's probably tons of, I mean, there's probably tons of Metallica fans that aren't big fans, but the only two Metallica albums that I own are S&M 1, mm-hmm. the original just S&M from 1989, and S&M 2 from 2020. And they released it, they, they did it, it was, a concert that was done for the 20th anniversary of the original. And so, um, but there was new songs, they, yeah. new compositions. It's probably not easy because you got to... Um, no, it takes a lot of work re- to... Because you have to have an orchestra... Re- like, you, have you have to, to like, rethink how to... Well, the composer, the like, like the, the orchestra, um, the uh, the composer for the orchestra is the typically the one who, like, goes through and works with Metallica and yeah. writes all the music for the orchestra itself. And so it's probably a lot of... Well, not probably. It's a lot it of work. Is. Well, and, and I think the thing about it is they're they're not just repeating the melody with different instruments i mean they're really writing melodies that harmonize and they're writing they're writing music that accompanies they're not just saying okay trumpets you play the same notes as the guitar no no and play no, along with it it's yeah. very different it's it's excellent so too. that was probably the music highlight um for me for the year was that metallica snm it was two. good uh i listened to the katie perry smile album and then Ho- hooting the blowfish in perfect circle so that's uh, what I had. So, what was on here that wasn't on your list? Well, I actually I all, had a, all I had the a, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross stuff. But I had we had yeah we both had Eminem on here, mm-hmm. uh, Katy Perry, and Metallica, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yep. Those were all those those were all overlapping. Yeah. So, what else do you have um, on your? I have concerts and podcasts. So, so podcasts i don't what, really what what new podcast did you pick up in 2020 i have three i didn't really i i had started listening to one put out by the smithsonian so last year i started listening to one put out put out the smithsonian um that was all just about like stories about random artifacts which is, was pretty interesting and then that they had a spinoff um specifically about items in the air and space museum and i i listened to oh maybe 10 episodes or so of that um but otherwise, I didn't pick up a lot of new podcasts because my podcast listening went down significantly because my commute went away. And that was mostly when I listened to podcasts was in the car. But if I'm not driving anywhere, then I'm listening to fewer podcasts. So in general, I wasn't really looking for new podcast content because I wasn't even staying caught up with the other podcasts that I enjoy anyway. Yeah, so I, I picked up three. I still maintain my... Most of the podcasts, I, I, I listen to a lot more podcasts than you just because, like you mentioned earlier, when we have free time or walking around the house cleaning, like whatever, I will put a podcast on mm-hmm. and you'll put on, uh, that's what you put on your TV. But I listen, I picked up um, a few. We mentioned um, get, get, getting more into pinball this year. We had our last episode was all about our two pinball machines that we bought and whatnot. So I have uh, pinball, sh- uh, two pinball shows that I listen to. One is that you're familiar with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Marv Loco, um, Travis. Uh, he has a pinball podcast is what his podcast is called. And I bounce around. Like, he releases it simultaneously on YouTube mm-hmm. and through, like, a, a regular RSS, like, podcast uh, 
And so I will, but, but, but he does have some exclusive stuff that's only on YouTube that he doesn't put on the podcast feed. And so I sort of bounce around like yeah. if, if, and, and I don't, listen to I don't it mind or, listening to like you, you put the YouTube on sometimes when we're in the bedroom, not doing bedroom stuff, just <laughs> we're getting ready for bed. And I, I like his stuff. I just don't have, um, I don't want to make the time to fit him into my schedule around the other things I already listen to. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to this other pinball show, um, uh, it's mostly YouTube because he, but 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 he had um, a podcast where he was putting out some stuff, but he sort of stopped. But he's mostly YouTube. That Carrie Hardy is mm-hmm. uh, he's a I, I I like him. Um, and then I started listening to a lot more um, Dave Rubin because he was putting out a lot of the times. I, I don't I'm not crazy about his interviews because um, I don't care a lot about a lot of the people. But he puts out like usually two or three times a week. He puts mm-hmm. out a direct message, and I listen to that. Although I'm cooling on him because he, I used to, I like him a lot because I thought he would call out hypo- hypocrisy on both the left and the right. Yeah. For poly- it's a political uh, show, but he pretty much now just like calls out the hypocrisy on the left, and it's doesn't call out the stuff on the right, and so it's sort of one sided, and I, it's not quite what I was like going for. It is interesting, but so I do still get like the hypocrisy that's happening on the left, but I like yeah. miss out on the, the hypocrisy. It's not although, balanced. Although we're left leaning people. So we sort of have those inherent, like, yeah. So I, I almost but don't it, need those you, views. You try to avoid we already, your own echo chamber. Well, that, well, that's, that's why I listen yeah. to them a lot because yeah. we already like have our own thoughts and like, we are left leaning for the most part. And Dave Rubin is not, he's, he's a one, a fascinating uh, individual because, and he goes a lot into this, his book, which I mentioned, I listened to the audio book because he for years was, a big, a really big left guy, and he was, uh, um, and so he like made the shift, and he's more right. And yeah. so I listened to the the Ruben Report, um, in the same sort of the same. It's funny because I listened to some right podcasts, but we lean left. But I listened to the Megan Kelly show. I picked her up because she was guested on a few. Or it was one of the episodes of when she was on the Ruben show that I just um, the Ruben Report that I actually listened to her, and I liked her and. So she started a podcast this year. She was like a Fox News anchor for a while. I know mm-hmm. she had. She's very well spoken. I forget her. Like she had like a bunch of like when tr- during the 2016 Trump election, I think like Trump made fun of her or something. There was like a whole like thing where it sort of blew up her and Trump. I don't remember what it was. Um, and I mean, she was right at the time. I mean, she was on Fox News. It was something about like Trump made fun of her or something. I forget why, what, why she really rose to prominence in 2016. And uh, but I like the Megyn Kelly show. I listen to that, and then um, li- a couple of limited podcast series I listened to. I think it was called Countdown. You turned me on to it last year, talking. And it was about the yeah. um, various like various um, various disasters, space disasters that have well, um, close to disasters. Well, well some died, some were yeah. 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 And then I also listened to that show. I forget the name of it, um, but where it detailed um, what was it? Seven days in July, or like mm-hmm. um um. um where it detailed uh, the actual the, moon landing. the Apollo 11. Yeah. And that was a really good podcast, a it is. limited series. I don't really listen to too many of those limited series podcasts. I love podcasts. limited series because they're, they're always well, um, well edited, well composed mm. stories that they're just audio versions of, of a good documentary usually, or, or they just, they tell a good story. So mm-hmm. I, I am a big fan of, limited run stories from on podcasts and then there was tons of just individual like 
I mean, I have my ongoing stuff that I listen to, and then I listen to new things all the time. Like I bounce around. Like if I, like there's certain podcasters, I'm like, oh, they guessed it on this show, so then I'll go get that one episode of that one show. So I listen to tons of um, different shows I haven't heard of because I like will follow various podcasters around when they go guess on other, on other people's shows and things, and so yeah. um, a little incestuous. But what do you mean? Well, because people guessed on each other's shows. At least you know it's like that on. Um in video game podcasts too, where there's a, a bunch of different video game podcasts, but then hosts go on each other's shows. And yeah, I listen to a lot of comic book podcasts where that happens yeah. a lot. Um, I don't mind it. Like it's not a bad thing. No, no, no. Well, yeah. And, and so I listen to, and just various, um, so lots of one-offs here and there, but those, those are the new ones for this year. And then for concerts, we didn't go to anything in person this year. But we have we watched two concerts, two live streams, which is was sort of a thing this year because of COVID, obviously. Yeah. Or I watched two. Um, I watched the the like sort kind of hardcore uh, band Atreyu. They had a live stream just like last month. Yeah. Um, called Carry the Fire. That was cool. And then Kiss had a big a big giant one. And and it's funny the the differences between the the uh, production like um, Atreyu's was sort of I mean they they had kind of decent production for us but it was like sort of in a warehouse and i mean they had like a screen in the back like 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 an led screen or whatever but then kiss like went all out it was gigantic they were in dubai it was like it was they, huge they said it was like their biggest stage they've ever had it, it was it's it literally and, set world records and that was um i said on 20 or it was um, n- um new year's eve so they called it kiss 2020 goodbye which i think is fantastic branding it is um so that's that's what and you didn't watch any live. Well, I watched Kiss. You, there was some Katy Perry live stream and, stuff that you watched, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I watched Katy Perry did like a a mini unplugged type concert um, in the summer, and I watched that. And then I also watched a. It's not something new, but I I watched a um, like a, a live. I guess I say pseudo live showing of Dirty Dancing while jennifer gray tweeted to fans and oh, so yeah. that was pretty cool too that, that cool. was also in the summer and it that. was held as like a benefit for um you know people suffering from you know all the all the covid it was like a covid relief benefit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly aimed at at people like in sag i think is what it was for but yeah so it was good yeah, I heard that. Um, I, I again, the random podcast that I listened to. I listened to a random episode of the Slash Filmcast with um, David um, Tobolowski or St- David Stephen Tobolowski, <laughs> and he's you would know him as he's like the uh, annoying guy in Groundhog's Day. Yeah, um, he's, but he's he bald he mentioned speaking of SAG, he mentioned that just because costs were getting too high, SAG like I guess they're like. He was saying that he got dropped from the SAG insurance. They're just like, oh, you're too old. We're just dropping you. So, huh. like, they, they, like, SAG, apparently the SAG insurance, like, dropped a lot of, like, I mean, that, that, that didn't really make, like, You're too expensive. That didn't really make, like, mainstream news. But I heard it on that podcast. I was a little shocked about that. He's like, yeah, SAG, just like, you're, like, you're a risk. You're in the at-risk group or whatever. We're, we're dropping you from insurance. Like, that sucks. That does. Yeah. Um, so, that's all I had for the, for the It was 20, a unique for, year. For it was a good year. I think it was I a think, good year for for the things that I watched. Although much of what we listed, we were middling on. If you think about like everything we yeah, listed, actually before we go, what were the there were there weren't a ton of highs. What were the standouts for you in each category? Like like what was like one standout in each of your categories? For me, the um, uh, Richard Jewell was a standout. Agreed. On, Onward was a standout. Agreed. For TV, um, Savage Builds. 
Yep. Better Call Saul and Ozark are always standouts. Yep. Um, for comics, for me, Superman smashes the clan is was there's not even a question like that is like the pinnacle of the year for me. And I'm gonna then, have to say the T- TMNT ongoing series. I had a good year and and several really good arcs in in that. So that's what I would go with for comics. What about for movies? I I agree with you on movies with um, Richard Jewell. Although I would put Sound of Metal up there and and onward um, is high on my list too. So I agree with you there. I also agree with you on TV, Ozark, and Better Call Saul. I mean, you can't, Which, can't beat those. Shout, shout out to Lego Masters, though. That show is just really fun. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to season two. I agree. For books for me, um, I, I, I didn't read that many books, so the, uh, but um, it's Superman. The, mm-hmm. that, that is probably uh, the top of my list for the year. I would say the, the Book Thief was really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was... In the young adult section at our library, although I don't think it's classically thought of as young adult, it's it's a story of a little girl in World War Two, but it's it's not like an Anne Frank story. It's it's very different, so it's great for me. For video games, Ukulele and the Impossible Layer is the clear winner. Like nothing else is even close. What um, about you? Grand Theft Auto Five was my favorite of the year. Although I really, other than Life is Strange Two, I enjoyed all the games I played. I liked Overcooked. I liked. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I, I enjoyed the Well, games. I liked all my games, but um, actually, yeah, none of the games. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think if I even dabbled in anything. Like, I didn't, if it's on, if I put, I usually, I put things that I complete usually. Like, yeah. um, I'm trying to even think if I didn't complete any video games or, um, usually, I'm out pretty quick on something I don't like. So, yeah. if, if, if it's on my list, for, at least for yeah. video games, movies, you know, it's only two hours of, of your time. I can, I'll get through a movie that I'm not crazy about or whatever. Yeah, you should but. never pound through a game you're not enjoying. Which for yeah, sure. I'm I. Grand but, Theft Auto was like calling to me. But I, mean, you I played I, it every night for several nights in a row, like for weeks. But when it comes when it comes to everything but movies, because movies we take more risks or like more chances on like oh we've heard this is good let's go for it or whatever mm-hmm. for almost everything else for TV comics yeah literally everything else for me TV comics video games books I know my own taste so like yeah. usually like usually I I don't have too many duds. Mm-hmm. Because I know my taste, and then if I don't like it, I won't. I like if I don't yeah. like the video game, I won't continue it. But I pretty much don't. I usually don't start something that I'm not that crazy about to begin with. I am a little bit more adventurous with comics, and I do try things with comics. So there, are, there is the occasional comic that I try that I'm like, that wasn't so great. Yeah, I'm not, and I really have sort of honed in on my taste, and I, I definitely don't branch out as much. Like. Um, in, in terms of the comics, like, uh, and if I do, I usually will wait for something to be in yeah. in a trade and have gotten some acclaim before. Like, for instance, like you picked up Firepower, and like you'll look for like, oh, this issue one sounds interesting. This issue one, I yeah. usually well, Firepower is by Kirkman. I mean, not that everything he writes turns to gold, but at least it is yeah. coming from an author who's who's known to be really good. Well, that's a perfect example. Like, um, Invincibles was supposed to be fantastic, so I, I waited, you know, years and years, and then I finally was like, oh, this is going to be great. Let me start it. I got like two or three issues in, and I'm like, didn't nope, like it. Nope, yeah. I'm out. It's not good, or at least it wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. I, it, I think it's probably it's, it is highly it's fantastic. I think, yeah. but it wasn't for me. So, um, what what was your highlight for comics? What did you say? Turtles. Oh, Turtles. Okay, the ongoing. Yeah, I only read. Although Turtles Power Rangers was excellent. Turtles so. Power Rangers. I can't. It's tough to put Turtles on here for me, just because I read it like a like. Yeah, like and it an went on hiatus for a while. It a did? lot of comics did for because uh, well, of COVID. Yeah. True. 
So we probably got half as many issues this year as we normally would. And then, yeah, I I, have, I didn't really talk about it um, except for just glowing just a second ago. But I really do want to shout out Superman smashes the clan. Like, um, set in the 1930s, Superman sort of takes down a fictional version. They're called the Clan of the Fiery Cross, but basically a fictional version of the KKK. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really a touching story, and it touches on a lot of like race and a lot of things that you um, should read that it's it's an adaptation a, sort of a, a loose adaptation well semi-loose um of they had a uh, storyline um from the superman radio show mm-hmm. where it was the same thing really fascinating story by the way um i'll go into it for just for a minute for you uh um but so this is an ad- ad- adaptation it's phenomenal um okay. The themes, like, it's a really touching story, um, Superman versus racism, ba- basically, yeah. and um, and the protagonists are also, like, these Asian uh, boy and girl, and um, it's really good. But in the night, in the, um, the 40s, when the radio show was going on, I, I guess the KKK was having, like, a resurgence or whatever, but one of the, um, I, I don't know if he was a writer for the radio show, or if he was somebody who like brought this to the radio show to sort of do this idea. But this guy like went undercover with the KKK for a little while. Oh yeah. I've heard it. Yeah. You, I remember you and, telling me that story and, you know, learn some of their inside secrets and sort of how they conduct their meetings and things. Yep. And he brought that back and they had this whole sort of like, I think it was like a 12 part series. Cause like it was like a sort of a soap opera back in the day. Like, yeah, I think like every day you'd have like a 15 minute radio serial or whatever. And so they did like a, like a 12 part storyline like superman's um smashes or uh, superman I, I think the actual title of that series of episodes was like superman and the clan of the fiery cross mm-hmm. or whatever and it was basically a pastiche of the yeah. um kkk and the kkk like like from what i understand is and, th- and there's a whole book there's a book called Su- superman versus the kkk that i should probably read but um from what I understand, that those series of episodes of that TV sh- or uh, of that radio show had a big part in sort of like um, really hurting the KKK resurgence, um, and it, it exposed a lot of the yeah. uh, the inner the, the inner workings of the KKK. And um, so th- that the, the radio show is really good, but the comic, the adaptation from this year, and they put out like three. There were three individual issues, oversized issues, mm-hmm. but I knew I was going to read it all at once. I just waited for the trade, and but that was the sounds, highlight. It sounds really interesting, which reminded me that I read The New Frontier this year. From in oh, yeah I, yeah, I reread that. Um, so, yeah, that was new for you, though. Yeah, it? new yeah. for me, yep. All right, so I think that's the 2020 in review end. What a year. Yeah, it was it was a little depressing, especially not being able to go to the movie theater to see movies. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, I and people being out of work. For hopefully, a long I get time my butt and... back in the movie. Th- well, I'm talking about just media. Yeah. But hopefully, I get my butt back in the movie theater uh, more in 2021. Uh, that, definitely hope that happens. All right, everyone, stay geeky.